Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 11, Episode 14, The Returned. This steak is cold. I will return it. Yes. If this coffee is underdone, I will return it. This condom is used. I will eat it. Because I was in uh, the office when he's like, if this is whatever, I will return it. Uh, what was the what's the craziest thing you've what's ever up, returned? Oh, I will send it back. Yeah. Whatever. Same <laughs> shit. Uh, what's the craziest thing you ever returned at a store or a restaurant outside of the used condoms? Yes. Okay. Uh, the craziest thing. I honestly don't really take a lot of stuff back. I was gonna say the same thing. Like, <laughs> and even restaurants. Like, yeah. I don't know if I've really ever sent food back that yeah. I was like so offended by. Probably I, my mom has sent stuff, but I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. I usually I usually do like the if it's the fully the wrong dish oh yeah, I yeah. let they set it down and I go oh that's yeah, not I what I ordered you know and that's right. fine but uh, I've never been one to like eat halfway fucking through something and then I've been very lucky to not have like a band aid or something horrifically disgusting that I know of in my food right, right, so. Right. Um, sometimes it's like, oh, this is a little cold or this is, you know, burnt over here, whatever. Well, but cold. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was tempted my first time going to Morton's Steakhouse many years ago because I ordered a medium rare steak and I didn't know that Morton's did this, but they fucking like ch- char the shit yeah, on the outside yeah, of your yeah, steak. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, God. That is one thing you have to be careful of that yeah. place. It is delicious. I paid $90 for that steak. Um, I mean, I went there for my birthday this last year, which I usually go. Mm-hmm. I'm a Ruth Chris man. But I was like, you know what? Everyone talks up Morton's. I'll yeah. go. But you were right. It was like totally this weird <laughs> yeah. char on the outside. I'm like, yeah. it's good, but you definitely got to go rare. It's not great. Yeah. I'd, I, I prefer Ruth Chris, right. I think. I wonder if you could tell them like easy on the chair. but uh, Maybe that's offensive to them. Yeah. I went because I went back a second time like a year later. And I was like, okay, maybe this will be. Maybe that was a fluke. Maybe this one will be fine. Nope. Char was right back there again. And that was like 10 years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's who knows. Buy or beware. Exactly. Buy, be buy or beware. Yes. Um, Top or bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, I've been pretty like, it's like, oh, I didn't. You. It's like Home Depot by far. Right. The most shit I've returned just because mm-hmm. a working with my dad, but yeah. actually, but stuff that I've bought where it's just like, oh, this I just I just literally didn't use these, yeah. or it was the completely wrong thing. But right. I used to work at the returns desk at Home Depot for four years oh, and yes. saw. Dead plants returned and mm-hmm. used orange Home Depot buckets with spray paint all over them. Mm-hmm. And at the time, this was 2001 through five or six. Uh, Home Depot was still clinging to the oh every every fucking customer you just fucking it's make right, happy whatever. no matter yeah. what, and you bring back and then but then meanwhile you had to <laughs> you had to get manager approval for like everything without a receipt by that point because like right. the first six months I was there was still the fucking the Gary hobo heaven of you get cash back for every return oh, so you receipt totally scam. or not. That's probably where I, I guess I did the most was Best Buy. Like mm. if I ended up with a not game. Not Best Buy the Cloud City. Exactly. Mm. Somehow there's a scam where I was like getting free games. <laughs> like I would get them sent from oh. where we work or someone like, yeah. hey, here's a sealed game. I'm like, cool. Yep. I don't want to play this. I'll take it. 
yeah. and then go back to Best Buy, and they're like, okay, yeah, you can exchange it for another game. Yeah. Again, it wasn't like technically stealing because yep. you're getting a full price, yep, sixty dollar game back. Yep. Uh, and then they then they put in a, a rule where like you can only do it five times, and then mm-hmm. they just shut it down altogether. It was either Circuit City, Best Buy, or both, where for a small period of time they had. Uh, no questions asked. Full returns of games within seventy-two hours. Oh wow! So with it opened. If you yeah, with it open, so you could literally play the game or beat the game depending on right. the kind of game, and or if you were a PC gamer, just copy the fucking game disc, <laughs> right? Because right. it wasn't that hard to just you know break those and you know copy the files. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they stopped that pretty quick. I never did that. I just had friends at school that were like had two new games every fucking week because they just went to Best Buy. They lived across right. the street and just went to Best Buy all the time. So. Exactly. Um, Best Buy is a weird, kind of a weird store now. It like oh, hasn't, it's, it's it hasn't, very dead vibey. Well, it hasn't gone the Circuit City route quite yet. Mm-hmm. Circuit City had a weird last oh, hurrah yeah. where they were trying to be classier when they were they dying. Had, like sales reps on the floor yes. and like all that kind of stuff. I remember <laughs> I bought, very weird. I bought the last, I think it was one of the last they ever made iterations mm-hmm. of a tube TV that was flat. So a CRT right. flat HD TV. Yep. Yeah, I had one of those too. And it was like, the HD port, and I'm like, I don't even know. I couldn't use it for like two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It, I I won the humble brag here. Speaking of Home Depot, I won the cashier Olympics mm-hmm. uh, about I don't know four or five months before I quit, um, and uh, it was for the whole district. So it was like competing with like the nine, nine or ten Orange County stores or something like that, and it was just like, oh, notice there's like fake sh- uh, secret shoppers, and it's like if you had you had to catch. Every plumbing fitting they attach to each other to make you oh, think that it all came together. Yeah. And they put something on the end of the hose, or they would swap the tags on redwood versus pine or things uh, like that. Right. And then you had to go in the store and identify the types of wood and the fittings and electrical and all this stuff. Right. And I had been working with my dad, so I just knew most of it. Yeah. And uh, I got a my fir- the first prize was a $500 gift card to Best Buy, where I bought a – I was between a Sony Bravia of that. It was mm-hmm. a 42-inch um, – Fucking 190 pound, about right. literally three inches thick mm-hmm. or three feet thick tube HDTV. Yeah. Uh, that only, <laughs> that only had 480p, which is a progressive, like the slightly nicer, you know, per- normal mm-hmm. uh, square ratio thing, or 1080i. So there was barely, uh, even the PlayStation uh, 3, which came out in 2006. Right. could display 1080p, but not right. 1080i. So when I had that TV, I was even play- up to like playing Skyrim when it first came out in 2011. Right. Uh, I was playing it like weirdly stretched out. It was like, uh, kind of yeah. sharp, but all big and weird. And then when I got the the TV before the one I have now, it was like just a normal Vizio nice HDTV. Yeah. Uh, I replayed that entire game after be- going, going through it like 90% because it looked fucking so amazing because it just right. actually looked normal and could display properly this time. But... Um, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember you helped me carry that TV from my ex's place <laughs> right. down those stairs and all that stuff. The, big, the big heavy yeah. ass one, or carry it up. You, you either help me move in or out. No, you right, help me right. move in. That's right. When yeah. I got that, so um, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, because I remember I had an Xbox 360, but I still had to use like the multi colors because the yes. HDMI wasn't even a thing until yeah. they came the out with a better cables. version yeah. or whatever. The composite were the red, white, and right. yellow old school ones. Right. Component, component were the green, red, green. blue, yeah. and then white, red for the speakers. Yeah, and some yellow. And then H, which technically could do 720p. Right. Uh, 
This has been your <laughs> digital <laughs> digital power your old hour. school time. Yeah, your appliance power hour. Well, we um, got uh, Dusty Tweedope out there saying, oh, "What's up, boys? Welcome. West Coast geek. Fuck you." <laughs> There's Matt, and he says somehow we look grosser by the day. Oh. Uh, I could comment on you, West Coast, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Just follow. Go to West Coast Geek on Instagram and decide for yourself. WestCoastGeek.com on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, and Grove Snake doesn't like that we're flipped on the screen now. Which so, <laughs> didn't last week. People, somebody asked us someone to, asked flip to do to it, this. and then more people are like, "Yes," and one or two right. people are like, "This is weird." Yeah. But uh, then uh, a lot of people don't know I'm way taller than Steve. Yeah. Well, Grove Snake <laughs> made a joke saying, "Look at Joey's full beard." Oh yeah. But I think he's thinking, you know, since I'm on that other side. Uh, but Joey put geek. a wall behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Wesco Geek says he's on his way over. See you in 45, which oh. that could be true. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he coming over? Fuck Matt. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> who called him? Uh, Dusty, Tweed Hope. Dusty Tweed Hope said, oh, it's Homer Simpson. <laughs> uh, no, Wesco uh, has some uh, mad balls for me. So Sonic oh, I remember that. Drive-Thru did a promo a few oh. months back on mad balls and... <laughs> <laughs> this dickhead went out and bought a bunch, so wow. now he's going to sell me a set. Hmm. Just because like I don't know if he's actually driving over. He said he's going to be in the area this week. So got it. Just because you like them a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I collect those. I remember was, there was a show, right? There was a brief cartoon, yeah, but their big that. claim to fame was they were like squishy, yeah, like baseballs. Yeah, like yeah. one was a baseball with a face, then the right. eyeball was the eyeball another popular one. one. There was like a, a monster pirate one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's a there's like a whole bunch. Was that your favorite? And then they came one? back. Yeah, mm. uh, they've been in and out of uh, in vogue. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but probably a couple of years ago they they've made been on and off the cover of Vogue. You know, every about five years or so. Yeah, you know, on on trend. Yeah. Um, did now you love pirates? Yeah, uh, you have a tattoo of right. a pirate. Yes, brown beard, on your the inner... filthy but whole looking pirate who has Saturday night parties. The filthy but whole looking <laughs> pirate, <laughs> and his beard is his timeline. Slides uh, brown because <laughs> the passage is full of ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, each party, <laughs> right. you know, layers in. It's like sedimentary rock. Uh, now, have you ever been to? One of those pirate Renaissance fair things, the little no. offshoots, right? No, because you wouldn't want to. Uh, I well, one don't even know how much I know they exist <laughs> to know that I'm not going to go to one. But my brother goes to the Renaissance fair and enjoys right. it. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people who do enjoy it, which yeah. I'm like, it seems like it could be fun if you go, like yeah. knowing it's goofy and whatever. I right. know you don't probably like them as much. No, <laughs> uh, but, no, I would, I would go, but that's yeah. that's usually the if people are there walking by our. Uh, chapter of my martial arts group and CS training, or mm-hmm. you know, friends of fam- friends of friends, family, whatever. Yeah, they'll. That's always the first question. Oh, so you guys, uh, you know, do exhibitions or Renaissance okay. fairs yeah, or something? Yeah. And you guys larping out there? Right. <laughs> we just say no, um, and uh, because people aren't there, people aren't there to see. I mean, people would like it, I'm sure. Right. But usually, the Ren Fair organizers don't. They just want reenactment groups. They want right. the drama and the. They want the, the, the medieval theater. times theatrical style yeah. shit. Well, you know? in full garb and stuff. Because right. you guys don't even wear that, right? You wear no, normal the, red and black. Or yeah, just we just have black sweatpants or black shorts and, and our, our red uniform shirts. But uh, like our the guy that runs Arma, he will do when he's doing like official presentations. Like he goes to the um, uh, the world's martial arts. He's been she was chosen to represent the martial arts of medieval Renaissance Europe mm-hmm. at the world's martial arts union which is part of the united nations unesco right, thing right, right. and so they have a festival every year or two and all these representatives of fucking you know the head guy of shotokan karate and the head 
katana guy and in these styles and all these guys are out there and um and when he does those things he will wear um the fucking like the renaissance pants the tights whatever mm-hmm. uh, but it's like normal it's the normal street clothes of the day like right, it would be right. what the what the middle class or um, yeah. or, a, or a or a military man would wear on his off yeah. day. It's not so. armor. It's not chainmail. It's not like he, big poofy things. He will train. Well, the pants are the poofy pants because that's but just I mean, the like, common style. The shoulder, but yeah, the pants. No, they're shoulder. just like a normal vest thing or whatever. Right. But but that's because he wants he he has those because he wants to he wanted to learn uh, what it felt like to wear the clothes they wear wore. Mm. So that because he was like, oh, all these pictures they're not wearing fucking combat boots, which people right. were training in. You can't move your feet. Uh, very well in combat boots. You can't. Uh, you all even thick soled shoes. They have little thin slippers and stuff. And he, he was just amazed at how much freedom of movement you have with like loose flowing pants and fucking tights on and stuff like that. So, right. Um, but ninety nine percent of the time he's in a fucking t shirt and his sweatpants yeah, or whatever no, too. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, no underwear ready for the yes. club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, he'll train in armor specifically to prove that. You can move in arm like armor is you know it's forty fifty pounds but it's right. spread over your whole body yeah and you can still fucking you know roll and move and jump and get on a horse and just to dispel all those fucking rumors that you know what that literally came from um, Henry the ceremonial armor uh, from a play where they said he had to be lifted up into his horse by this whole fucking right, because he was wearing like gold armor which is way heavier and shit like that so everyone's like oh all armor weighs 140 pounds or something so uh, but that's all bullshit yeah, yeah. anyway but uh, but the pirate but the Renfair thing there's that pirate offshoot that um, uh, well, I know not friend a of the show like a pirate day and they have a big thing in Catalina Island oh okay because uh, you know, friend of Dorsch like Gorner, right? David uh, Yizo, right, right. He's a, a, both a cult leader and he right. loves that pirate culture. Oh, I'm sure. Which I don't. I mean, I get it, but I don't. Right. I mean, I'm not in it to where I'm like dressing up and doing these things. It's mm. just like, oh, I think the imagery is cool, and I like yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know that stuff, yeah. but not enough to like. I it's mostly live just a vehicle a for jo- of... more Johnny Depp worship than you are exactly. Because yeah. you're already growing your hair out to be like him, right? You're going to start doing the eyeliner pretty soon when the stores open back up after quarantine. And I mean, I always got just a pint of rum on me at any moment. In case I run into John Depp and he's like, hey, why is the rum always going? I was like, hey, not for you. I got you. Got it, bro. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little mini barrel. Yeah. It's like the little St. Bernard barrel in those old cartoons. (laughs) Yeah. I have a drinking problem now, but uh, I do like sip. Sometimes it it is gone. It goes bad. Yeah. You you got to sip through it. Well, if it's in your bladder, at least, it's not always completely gone. And then you could... Have a little bit of different encounter with John Depp. Exactly, because if it's in your bladder, you are no more sadder uh, than when you have to expel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo Bandy's here. He says hello. How's it going, Good Bo, Bandy. Bo Bandy? I've been watching your house. I've been looking through your windows Ooh. from my own house thousands <laughs> of miles away because <laughs> uh, we found out that uh, I have the power of remote viewing on yeah, Wednesday, I last Wednesday night. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we did a closet knowledge. Uh, probably everyone was on that this last chat. Wednesday? It was yeah, because we didn't do a Friday yeah, show. Yeah, uh, I was very busy playing These... Final Fantasy VII remake <laughs> that just came out, which um, I've heard some of it's a slog. There's some twists and turns. It's really good. So, uh, if you if you have played the original, it's amazing how much love and and they made a whole new game. Like it's the same ultimate beats of the game, mm-hmm. but. It's you know it's it's like oh the main character starts off the game as this mercenary for this one chick, so in the in the game you go on one mission and then move on to the next part of the story. Right. In this in the remake, it's like oh you go back to her little slums with her, 
and all her friends and do all these missions for people and actually become a mercenary around and help the people in the right, town right. and blah, blah, blah. So it's like it expands. It like time dilates all of these sections of the game. The whole fucking game is also only the first third of the original game. Right. And they're going to release the other parts as sequels, which is kind of insane because... Is that a money grab? I've heard it's a little <sighs> bit of a money grab. People people want to say that, it, but also what's crazy is that when I now that I'm playing it and I see the... The because it's probably I mean it's one of the prettiest games on it's up there with like the oh, the, new, lad, huh? the new God of War and yeah. like all those things, um, but uh, so it's not like the eight bit. No, it is a like... it's a full reimagining, all complete. I mean, it's from the ground up. It's a new yeah, game. They've yeah. been developing it for five years. So, oh wow, um, it's uh, because sixty Final, bucks. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII is not my favorite Final Fantasy game. Which one? Sorry, I just went to two eight bit for some because I'm yeah. thinking Nintendo. Final but... Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy two and three. Uh, well, sorry, Final Fantasy One on the regular Nintendo was also Final Fantasy One in Japan. Mm-hmm. Then there were two more regular Nintendo Final Fantasy in Japan. They did not release here. Right. So that then when Final Fantasy Four in Japan was released here on Super Nintendo, right. it was Final Fantasy Two. Okay. And then Final Fantasy Five was never released in America. So Final Fantasy Six in Japan is Final Fantasy Three on the Super Nintendo. Right. They've now they've I mean since the late nineties they've they've, like they've re- they re-released them all on PlayStation yeah. One and all that shit, Dude. but. They've done. They put them on mobile games and stuff. Right, right. Final Fantasy four was my first, um, and that's still like very like medieval. It has like the Dark Knight guy and the dragoon. My and all brother that stuff. used to play the eight bit and then right. the Super Nintendo. I played that was so out. Final Fantasy four yeah. was the first Super Nintendo one, um, and then and then I went back and played the NES one, the original Nintendo one, mm-hmm. which was hard as shit. I think I'm, right. I might have told that story before. I got to the last the save point before the last mm-hmm. boss, mm-hmm. and I was borrowing the game from a friend. And literally, <laughs> I turned the game on when I was about to go beat the last boss, Chaos, right. to to unite the four crystals of the elements and right. and restore the world as the Warriors of Light. Yeah. Uh, and I got the green flashing screen on the regular Nintendo and turned it on again. Erased all the battery oh. saves on the, including his old one where he had like hundred percent of the game. Right. Whole fucking thing. <laughs> I threw my controller at the fucking wall because I'd been playing it for months. Because it was like, I wasn't good at video games back then. And the Super Nintendo one was more forgiving. Like, it was still hard, yeah. but it was more forgiving. And, cause, and also, Nintendo, it's just suck, It's slow. It fucking is so slow. Right. And so, uh, I threw it, and then I got grounded for being so mad at my video game. Mm-hmm. And uh, never played. I gave, I gave it back to him and was like, I never want to fucking play this again. I since went back and yeah. beat it. But and I, on I, an yeah. emulator. You went back to you against your way. Yes. Yeah. This was like, 15 years later because yeah. when they had emulators I was like oh I can save I guess, whenever I yeah, want yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not like you no need risk, a controller yeah. for you know a game where you're just clicking two things and whatever so uh, but no this was like this this game I think surprised a lot of people because it's like now I would much prefer them to have just released the uh, the whole the game. whole story because yeah. the first the original game I played came on three disc and this is basically what amounts to disc one when you get out of the is big this the chocomos uh <laughs> <laughs> chocobos. chocobos. Chocobos are in all pretty much all Final Fantasy. But what games. about the golden chocobo? Yes, that is this the one. Is the game? You have to breed chocobos. Exactly. Now that's not in this first one, because that's not until you right. get to the open world. But when it first came out, you had to do that. Because I remember yes. Larry I, it'll, spending a whole weekend trying to Oh do that. yes, because you have to race chocobos. Right. I think we've golden, gone over this on this. You year, have to race chocobos. Yeah. We're going over it again. <laughs> you have to race chocobos at the Golden Saucer, which is a big casino building thing right. in the middle of a desert. Which is, I mean, doesn't exist anywhere. There's no casinos in the middle of deserts in the right, real right. world. Come but, uh, but you have to race chocobos, which takes a very long time. 
breed the ones that like level up and level up and hope that you get like this different colored chocobo. Then you can breed that one with this one. And you go down this tree because only with the... it's a luck version. And then there's some luck to it too. Yes. And the only... Because the only way you can get to this tiny little island in the middle of the ocean where you get the Knights of the Round Materia, Mm -hmm. which is a crystal you can put on your weapons or armor. And then you can... It's a summon materia. So you can summon these monsters to fight for you. And it's like a big spell. Yeah. But Knights of the Round is a... Uh, like a minute and 45 second summon <laughs> animation mm. because all 12 knights of the round table do all this oh, wow. crazy and they come in and do 9,999 damage with each attack. And so literally you can just kill anything like in one cast. Attack. Yeah. So, because uh, I think uh, you can do it before you beat the game because then the last dungeon you can just spam knights of the round. But on the original PlayStation, you couldn't skip it. Mm. So every time you cast it, you basically just fucking took a piss, walked away. Right. After you've seen it a few times, you were done. So, But yeah, the golden chocobo could go on water, could go over mountains, could go over grass, could go over trees, could fly. So they they made up this little tiny island literally to have a treasure box there to get this one item. So... Yeah, so that's a big game. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, like, I highly recommend it. I was skeptical of it at first, too. But mm-hmm. it's like, what I like about it is especially right now, a lot of games, which I love, do a lot of, have a lot of systems in place. There's like open world role playing, you know, action role playing games, whatever. They, they have things that make you feel kind of like you're in real life, which is cool. But then when you go back and play this like uniquely very new feeling game, but also with all of this nostalgic stuff that's been still made mm-hmm. new none of it feels old um it's like oh i'm playing this cool video game like reading a cool right. book and it's so the escapism of it is really strong like like which is good i think for this time right now with mm-hmm. quarantine and all that stuff because i really feel like when i'm actually playing that game i'm like paying attention every second because i'm not just like oh, here's all these side quests in this open world that I can do right now or not. Yeah. Let me go kill all these enemies and collect all their fucking feathers and build a bag right. to carry more bullets <laughs> or whatever, you know, yeah, like yeah. Far Cry or Horizon right, or something. Right. And so uh, it's the escapism factor is really high, which is cool. So yeah. um, Final Fantasy XV was not very good, and so I was very skeptical they could make a good Final mm-hmm. Fantasy again. They haven't been great for a long time. So they're going the movie route where it's just like, let's just rehash what we know is good and just make it different. Right. And this this is an example of, there's a little hope in this too because it's like, oh, this, this some of the people are still there from like 20 years ago. But mm-hmm. like, it's mostly it's mostly the guy that makes Kingdom Hearts, which has just become a trash series of Japan, you know, Japanophile nightmare shit and Disney right. stuff. Uh, totally incoherent nonsense. And yeah. so... And it, you know, the third one came out after 15 years and plays like Thank shit and whatever. Yeah. And uh, uh, people are so obsessed. But it's the same director. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, dude. He's going to fuck this up, whatever. But to be fair, he did make like the first Kingdom Hearts and a couple of the older Final Fantasies, mm-hmm. which were really good. So basically, it's like, oh, he can still pull something coherent. It has a story. And shockingly, the voice acting, which in games that originally start as a Japanese game, not always great. Yeah. Um, but because even like even if the voices are in English, yeah. the mannerisms are like right, and all the little Japanese and, shit, whatever. Yeah. And there's a there's a teeny bit of that, but it's kind of it, it kind of just makes the perfect amount of campiness, mm-hmm. and they're aware of it too, so it doesn't right, seem like it is a throwback to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, they're not they're taking the game seriously, but not too seriously. Right, even right. though the game plays great, looks great, super engaging yeah. and fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, nine out of ten for me, not perfect, yeah. but but the larger experience. Uh, is greater than the sum yeah. of all of its parts. I mean, we got these new video game chairs. Well, yes. mine's not here yet, yes. but uh, <laughs> and we're just talking games now on Twitch. Huh? Yes. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> uh, really adapting yeah. here. Uh, uh, speaking of, escape, I'm going to I'm going to use that as my 
that's how you do it in segment. Uh, oh, sponsored by Grove, Grove yeah. Snake. Grove Snake. Um, thank well, you, Grove Snake. Speaking of escapism, yes. uh, Bobandy said, Mrs. Bobandy is waiting for your return, Joe. Mm. So, <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> because she wants to escape my gaze. Uh, or she wants to see it. Or she wants. On with a you, gaze! Attack Bobandy! <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> We're next to the Boca there. Raton or whatever. <laughs> well, he's by Miami. I guess that's probably yeah. you know, a healthy chunk down there. It's like Attack on Titan, but big kick. <laughs> Just dripping hey. cum out of their mouth instead of the Hawaiian the shirts steam and, and sloth. Yeah. Long scraggly hair and short shorts yeah. and oh that, god! <laughs> Wait, it's just you. Good. <laughs> that's, uh, really that's a show I can really relate. To. Yeah, <laughs> I could become the super titan. <laughs> really into like just big mad balls and stuff yeah. like <laughs> angry angry balls. I think they said. Oh, I'm playing with mad balls, yeah. man. <laughs> it's gonna be wicked nuts. Um, uh, very close to Boca. Well, there oh. we go. <laughs> Um, How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah. This, this, the whole dumb, like, what day is it? Kind of is real. Mm-hmm. Like the weekend definitely feels like a weekend and different. But like, right. once you get back to work, like yeah. today was Monday. It's like, I was joking in my head. I was like, this could be Wednesday afternoon when right. I literally started today. So when you were. When you had some alone time to think, yeah. you took on the persona as you do of Joseph King, Stephen King's son. Yes. You were joking in your head. Yeah. And you said, oh, wow, like, yeah, whatever is... you just said, I can't remember because I was thinking of this bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. But uh... <laughs> uh, this does feel like Wednesday afternoon, and I could well, write a scary novel about this. Yes. And uh, Well, Monday slaps a little different. That. It does. <laughs> just during COVID, it's just slapping different. <laughs> uh it, it is true. So like, that's how I'm doing. I feel I feel both uh, very mentally healthy, but also very mentally unhealthy at the yeah, same time. Because exactly. you can't do physical stuff as much, right? Right. Like I like to go out and hike, go to the beach, go right. do whatever. And you like to go train and yeah. walk dogs and do yeah. that. And then we like to go disc golf, like yeah. all these things that like do stimulate mental health because you're like, right. physically moving. It's like yeah. That's kind of gone right now, which makes yeah. It, I think a I, more I think that but. doing the training that I can do solo at home, and then the strength training with my kettlebells helps a lot. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, if I'm feeling really wonky, I have the kettlebells right there. It's like yeah. go do just a few random things. Yeah, and, and it's you know and you flow. have the disc golf basket right, out right, here, but right, it's just right. still it's just not the same as socializing or just being right. out with other. Even if you go solo yeah, bolo yeah. and go out there, like I was telling my my wife the other night after my therapy session, I was like, fuck, I really fucking miss training with my group because I coordinate everything. Mm-hmm. I lead all the sessions, all the new people yeah. that show up. I come and give them personal lessons while the rest of my group's doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just, like, again, I can go out on my, I have like a, one of those, um, those UFC gym, like Bob, you know, right, dummies right, that right, you right. can you hit up and whatever. And I train on that. And there's, there's plenty of stuff I can do, but it's just not the same as yeah. partner training, yeah. you know, uh, training subs, yeah, not my little know, subs. It's <laughs> kind of like, you know, cranking and banging. It's right. just something different. It just slaps right. different. <laughs> Uh, Fap's a little different. But that just reminded me, not any pressure or anything, mm-hmm. but I took Saturday off from the computer. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I can't look at this thing right now. Yeah. But uh, I've had people <clears throat> bugging me for website help. So then Sunday, mm. I spent a lot of time just helping people like build their websites. Right, right. And work on that. Because I'm like, I know you wanted to do some Arma stuff, maybe some other, some oh, of the dog website. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can mess with the probing, but like, yeah. I think setting goals and tasks and like things right. like that, just to, instead of just like, oh, I could just sit here and watch TV. It's right, like, right. no, I'm going to take, I'm up. I just ate breakfast. I'm like a little yeah. juiced up. I'm just going to like work. So I work for like four hours yeah. 
just like dicking around with websites on web stuff. Exactly. Well, yeah, like like learning to cook in a lot, or, or well, at least too, like trying yeah. cooking a lot. The stuff with cast iron yeah, and grilling yeah. and stuff has been big. But even then, like it's creative and I yeah. like it. But I think even after almost two months now, I'm I'm not not over it at all. I love doing it, yeah. but it's more like okay, I've kind of gotten like the baseline of what it means to like the prep a meal, cook rush a meal. Of it. Yeah. And I keep, I'm going to keep, I mean, I, it's I, it's now just kind of part of my day or part yeah, of yeah. most days, which is great. And, uh, but I think that to your point, there's the hobbies that I already do, which make me happy, but I can't be fully, I can't be fully satisfied until it's back to kind of normal. But I think, um, I felt so stupid because I was like, oh, like The Last of Us 2, the sequel was supposed to be out in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, play, it's, you know, one of the biggest PlayStation series ever. And now it's delayed indefinitely because even though the game's finished, they were like, we can't produce any of the discs because everyone in China that prints the disc is quarantined or just Still? barely getting back. Okay, it was just barely getting because... back. Basically, the discs were all supposed to be done by now, including the producers of like the $180 fucking edition oh, the with the box figure thing, and all whatever, this bullshit. Yeah. And so, um, and it'll probably be out in like July or fall or something, like not the end of the world, but. They literally was like, it's delayed indefinitely, which they're not saying that in the, oh, that means it's canceled. They're just saying we have to decide on a new release date when we can release it properly, even though 70% of people are uh, releasing or buying their games digitally now. You know, the the brick and mortar keeps going. um, Sorry. Away anyway. Yeah, exactly. So Grove Snake um, said they delayed the Fallout DLC till tomorrow. Hmm. At least it's coming out. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters got pushed. But Bandy says he oh, misses yeah. also working out and also stuffing his face yes. out in public. Exactly, yeah. Um, uh, misses sitting on his face. <laughs> getting sad. Getting some fresh yeah, plans. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so... Um, uh, the fuck was I saying? Oh, games. It's like Last of Us gets delayed. Yeah. So, that, so my point was, I at a work event uh, late last year, I won a Fender Stratocaster guitar... Yeah. Um, and I got that. Uh, I downloaded the Rocksmith oh, right. game that teaches you how to play guitar on your PlayStation you or like, Xbox or PC. Yeah, just plug it in. You literally plug it in and it teaches you. So, like, real guitar, not Guitar Hero. And I was like, oh, after Final Fantasy VII, maybe I'll just finally fucking spend time doing that right. to keep my creative juices flowing. And yeah. I played a little bit when I was a kid, but that was like learning from tablature books and not right, right. actually doing anything real. So, um, yeah, keep, it, uh, keep um, it going. But yeah, I'm also started. I'm also started. <laughs> going to start. Fuck! I was gonna get that at Costco. Mm-hmm. Uh, start making my own chili sauce. So I actually started growing. Oh, nice! Some chili peppers out there. I am very much listening. There, like no, totally, hundred percent. Sorry. Uh, so I started growing some chili peppers out there, some herbs, and then I can start making my own sweet hot sauce mm. for that sweet sweet barbecue. Where Probably are you growing it? Uh, if you go outside later. Okay. I've just got some potted plants going. Oh, so nice. I bought seeds and planted them. Then I bought some already sprouted like. Like, you know, whatever, six inches tall grown mm. plant. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much longer it has after that. But Got the it. seeds say like 80 days. So it's not like I'm going to oh. be able to make sauce in a week or two. Well, I mean, so. you could you could go around the world in a balloon in 80 days. Exactly. Uh, with Mr. With Jackie Chan. Chan. Yeah. <laughs> himself, so. uh, let's see. One so. of the Shanghai Nights. <laughs> uh, Bobani says, go on YouTube and can teach you any song. That's so true. Yeah. So, well, that, that's the thing. Like the Rocksmith game apparently teaches you, like a guitar teacher would teach you. Like it teaches you the right. core scales and all these and things where you can placing your fingers, practice those, and you'll be able to kind of go through any chord progression you yeah, want. Yeah, and because yeah. then I learned that like all these rock stars have their own 
uh, you know, rock stars. Yeah. Um, they have their own flavor. They come in six packs, four pack. No, yeah. uh, all these rock stars have their own tuning of their guitars for mm, specific yeah, songs. Right. They'll put well, a that's fucking... why you see different guitars come out during right. the set because they've like detuned it, or they need right. another specifically tuned, or they slap a capo on there and do all this other shit or whatever. Yeah. And so, well, and then they have the pedals and all that right. stuff too. Fuzz, you yeah. know, wah wah, yeah. <laughs> whammy bar, the best Which, pedal uh, and the best restaurant on the East Coast. Wayne's World Two was on TV today as I was oh. working, so watch that uh, in the background. <laughs> that was like that before Dumb and Dumber came out. Wayne's World Two, or was that before Dumb and Dumber? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because the first one was 91. So then I think the second was 93 or Three something because it had a Jurassic Park reference or 94 maybe. Right. right, um, right. But because uh, yeah, Jurassic Park was 93. But no, when he when he does the fucking kung fu fight with yeah. her, Cassandra's hey, dad. Can we switch to not <laughs> subtitles anymore? Okay, and it's like and they're laughing and it goes yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the voice changes and it's yeah. it's a uh, low low pan from right, uh, right, right. Big, uh, Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. But when he <laughs> When he's like, you are worthy of my dog. I fucking, yeah. as a kid, I fucking lost it. I could never seen <laughs> that level of parody before. Just dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also just like, this is the best sequel I've ever seen. Because even right. then, I was like, oh, some of these sequels suck or whatever. But Right. Oh, do we get a prophecy or something on there? Very long, very long sentence. Oh, no. Well, Grove Snake is now a Twitch sub prime member for four oh, months straight. Thank you. Thank you. And then Bo Bandy says, very important for tuning. Get a Fender Mustang amp. Has all the effects mm. preloaded. Practice every day. So Bo Bandy's a ripper. Oh. Didn't know that. As, uh, music- musically inclined. <laughs> we might have to, in the future, do a uh, Bo Bandy dueling guitar Twitch stream. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can get you. We can mail you one of my cans. Yeah. And then, While I uh, remote view what he's doing, exactly. You play what he's playing. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you play what Bobani's playing, <laughs> and it's only getting longer. <laughs> um, uh, Gross Snake said they were actually talking about that scene yesterday. Synchronicity. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Ryan Sprague that we were just riffing on. I'm going to grab another can. Okay. You can keep talking. Yeah. He. Uh, do you uh, want anything? Uh. Yeah. Sure. I'll do another. I'll do another one of those. I'll do that Italian or the Pally Piddles. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but no, Steve and I are now members, I think, and friends yeah, with per- friends. yeah, personal friends with Ryan Sprague, hoster of Semar in Skies on Facebook. Because uh, he hosted a Q&A that we talked about on one of our, I think, our Twitch streams last week. Last week. And, uh, yeah, I think it was the night we did the remote viewing. Yes, last Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I was literally watching the Q&A uh, in my car, listening, right. Right. you know, no video. Uh, he wrote a comment or two, and yeah, yeah, yeah we both asked a couple questions, yeah, yeah. and then, uh, and then like the next day, it was like Ryan Spriggs invited you to join somewhere in the skies, um, but like a group, exactly, not a fucking page, right? And it's like you got to make it, Ryan. You got to make a business page right. for somewhere in the skies that you could have. You might have fifteen thousand followers at this point right. or something, but because uh, you said yeah, it caps it out at five thousand or something for like that. personal friends, yeah, right. But, and then uh, how to just run? I mean, I don't know. Joey and I have done this actually even for our own show, but that's how you run promoted posts and right. ads and all that stuff, which is actually really easy. Exactly. Does Ryan know your show? I don't know. He follows he, the Twitch. No, he follows our- Not the Twitch, sorry, the Twitter. He follows Twitter, and he either follows or li- has liked post on Instagram. Okay. So he knows so he that follows. we are a podcast, but right, I don't right. know if he's listened to the show or not. Exactly. He might just be like, ah, oh, it's another one of these guys or whatever. Yeah, but. another alien show, and he always talks about community. Right. And- and I've never wanted Hopefully to he be hasn't listened to <laughs> certain things. Uh, I've never wanted to be the someone's dick. friend so bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never wanted to be the dick that goes in his butt. No, I've never wanted to be the dick that when I'm when I'm under my normal account, I don't want to go. 
hey, you might know me from my probing ancient aliens Twitter account. Like, I don't want to be that guy because then it just seems like I'm using using him to promote our show. I guess I could do it in a DM or something like that. But that even then, I don't want anything from him. If (laughs) if he if fuck himself again, even him just act like actually liking our post or something. That's enough of a yeah. Yeah. Bobani says he should give it a listen. It's a great show. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and his show is good, but it's, yeah. it's very guest dependent. It's hit or miss. Well, on... and it, yeah, sometimes he's like reading and just doing right. a report slash story. Right, right, and right. And sometimes he's interviewing someone. Yeah. Sometimes it's a round table. It, mm-hmm. it has like a lot of different versions. It's not, yeah. you know, obviously our show is kind of like a little bit routine because we yeah. do a bunch of bullshit it's up an front episode and of a then show. do the yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, and then we have the, oh God. <laughs> Uh, That's uh, old Maddie Mommy's uh, leftover lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have any of that peach cake? No, I didn't feel like it. So his mom made. Oh, it's pretty good. But it's it's a a, like it like he's not around, is he? (laughs) It's the most like white trash like (laughs) setup. It's it's white like probably box cake. We are having white cake because it looks like a bot cake. Well, it's good though, but it's just trash food. Like it's it's a white cake. Right. Just baked. When Koozie says, I want peach cake. Uh, <laughs> That's so, a signal so for like me a, to bring I, some I, home. <laughs> I, I, I could even pick up yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so cake that they she bakes. Uh-huh. He's like, she lets it cool off for a couple hours. Yeah. Pokes a bunch of holes in it. Mm-hmm. Cooks jello, like boils it. Mm. Pours that over the top so it seeps oh. down and in, so it's an infused jello cake. Mm. I'm, I'm with, love to try it, but I'm not a fan cool, of this so far. Cool whip. Coosby Whip. Cool Whip <laughs> on top, which, again, oh, not even real, not real whipped, whipped cream. cream. Okay. And then God knows where those peaches came from. Yeah, uh, that looks so like again, a... It's super good, but it, this is like yeah. Midwest. It looked like, like a shitty church crazy. cake, like an after-church cake that's that everyone, you know, is. and so... But it's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I mean, I like trash food all the time. Yeah. Uh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> Uh, now William Coosby notoriously does not like fruit on her desserts. Well, this is just a slice up top, so, so you don't we'll have to, you don't have to have it. But it is infused inside. But that's it's Jello, right? Peach flavored Jello. It's not fruit. Room yeah, for Jello. Yeah, uh, which you can't even really taste the Jello too much, or at least when I had it last night. It's, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Texture. There's always room yeah, for it. Okay? okay, it's always there. You <laughs> put it in anything, make anything right. have room. Now you would think that cotton candy. The mo- like I would you agree that cotton candy is the most soluble, instantly soluble food you can eat, other than the liquid? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, it has to be because it's right. just it's spun hot sugar that instantly yes. vaporizes. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, maybe hot ice cream <laughs> or ice cream. That's on a, a liquid, warm day, you know, um, uh, or a snow cone. Yeah. No, but even then, snow cones take more effort to chomp down on. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think. Uh, Cotton candy or a warm ice cream sandwich will fuck you up the most yeah. from like a messy standpoint. True, but in terms of dissolving in your mouth, it's got to be cotton candy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Bobani says, speaking of him, where is Philadelphia Collins? Uh, uh, he was out here watching Casino, but it was a little loud, so we sent yeah. him back to his <laughs> den. Uh, um, he was uh, his the the lasagna that his mommy made was also again it was very well prepared. Texture yeah. was really spot on. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of a classic, like, Not Betty Italian. Crocker recipe, yeah. you know? Uh, the sauce that she picked was store-bought. He admitted it was store-bought. Well, I was going to say, it's not even a lot of sauce, though, either. Right. Um, but it's, it's like, really good. It's the kind of lasagna that's that's actually kind of better the next day yeah. as kind of a room-temperature dish, you yeah, know? Yeah, 
Yes, exactly. Nice level of cheese. Right. So. Um, but uh, I'm still, I was very thankful for him. He, yeah, al- no, he does, yeah, he does, like I said, he does always nice offer man. food. He yeah. always demands food of you as well, though. Because uh, every time know. I'm here, when you cook, when you cooking this up, when you cooking that. Yeah, he just, he loves food. Him yeah. and Bobini get along. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all love food technically, mm-hmm. but uh, no, he is a very sweet, gentle, nice man. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, you know, he as much as he might be a negative thought form form that we yeah. banished from the room well. during our Estes <laughs> uh, method session. Yeah. Um, he, you know, I think he lives the kind of life that Goku would be proud of. Exactly. Uh, he t- he takes Goku from Dragon Ball Z very much to heart. Yeah. He's always at five thousand. Yes. I mean, <laughs> at nine least thousand or whatever yeah. the fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, that's gonna do it for how we're doing. Um, we have a segment called Reaching for the Stars where we ask all you little probers and probets out there to go on your favorite podcast service of choice, preferably Apple Podcasts, because uh, it's that the biggest be one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and give us a five star rating and review us in the comments of that rating, and we'll read it on the air. We don't have any new ones this week. So uh, please go out there, rate us five stars, review us. It helps us come up in search algorithms, get ranked in various places. Fucking much, rank. much bigger in. Um, Europe recently. A lot of Spain, mm. a lot of Sweden ranks mm. charts uh, the past month or two. Because we were up in Canada, and then we were we in like Kazakhstan doing really yes, good? Yes, it falls all over the place. I mean, there was a period late last year where oh, we were... Oh, forgot his reaching. Well, so, oh, if it was iTunes, I mean, you did that one last week we read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't even know if it'd go through. You'd probably have to cast box that one. Right. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, we there was a time where we were in the top... Two or three hundred for a few weeks in a row, comedy podcast, and I was shocked. But then it totally fell off the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, we nobody... were in the U.S. Right? Yes. At like top five hundred or yes. something. Yes. Nobody knows how the how Apple Podcast rankings work. Yeah. Um, but also like they're important, but they're becoming less important since like Spotify and all these other big, um, <laughs> these I other big. Like it showed up. Oh, so. nice. These other bit that looked like a goodbye wave. Yeah, I know. Um, That's why I said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, all these all these other competitors have shown up, so but still Apple Podcast seems to be the one everyone respects the most. So yeah. go there and bump that fi- three point seven five or whatever it is out of five up to a four. Please. You know what? And while you're there, you're obviously on the internet. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go to nightbeaconlights.com? Hmm. I don't think it exists, but uh-huh. you can go get all your safety beacons right. for when you're in the water during these rough times right. and you need to be seen. Yeah. Night Beacon Light will be there to make sure you yeah. are. Night uh, Beacon Lights, proud sponsor. Yes. <laughs> we actually I won't go too, into too many details. We we got our first legitimate sponsorship opportunity brought to us, not us oh, reaching yeah. out. But uh, I'm going to email the guy from here tonight. Yeah, because you to were today. Uh, ask if I want it. I'm like I could, but they emailed the probing yeah, yeah. account. So that's why I just um, but uh, but yeah, I'm going to email the guy back. Uh, it might be interesting. I'll be interested to see what is. It's my first exposure to it. Obviously, being a listener of other shows, you hear about it. But I'm curious, like. How they charge? Like what? Or, or, or sorry, what? How do we? What do we? Well, we have what's to the rev share for a name, right? Yeah. Is it like some? You know, depending on how many downloads we have, and then we tell him he's going to go. Oh, fuck off! We go or X like dollars that, uh, a plug. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or is it that? Yeah, right. So. Uh, sorry, Night Beacon Lights says they only have an Instagram. Night Beacon Lights on Instagram oh, at Night Beacon Lights. Bo Bandy says he would love to see us super famous in some random obscure Euro trash company <laughs> or country. <laughs> 
Which I would be great. Like, yes. yeah, we just go there, like, have a mansion. Like, yeah, they have an apartment for us. Exactly. A seedy part of the city yeah. of a porn shop. Well, the person that works oh, for me, I her. You'd uh, like it. <laughs> you guys are really gross. <laughs> you want to live upstairs? <laughs> you know, it smells like common farts all yeah. the time. <laughs> That's what you're always ranting and raving about. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> this looks great. The do- all the walls are just painted with the phrase over and over. Why don't they just talk about ancient aliens? Why yeah. don't they just talk about yeah. ancient aliens? Yeah, it's a Why trick to get talk us ancient... to go there because it's some super fan who hates all the right. pre-talk. And it'll, it'll just brainwashes us because we see the, the, the wall paint. And then yeah. when we go back, it's just we, we sign right on and go, okay, Giorgio's yeah. on the screen. And then he talks to David Childress. And then yeah. David Childress sweats. And then uh, and we Linda believe Moulin it all. We believe it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, other than that, no big, no crazy alien news. Uh, oh, Ryan Sprague did. You can tell that he thinks David Wilcock is one of those ufologist charlatans. Mm. Because so he's not a fan, right? He uh, one of his comments the last day or two because David Wilcock, like David something. Wilcock has been e- emailing me. I don't know if you're on the email no. list. Um, oh no, you forwarded me that. Though. Um, but he is, of course. This is where I'm like. God damn it, David! You were trying. I was trying to give you credit for doing something positive during the quarantine COVID stuff, right? And then you immediately turn it into. So now that you've heard all my ranting about the big conspiracy going on, you can take my ascension course for fucking ten thousand dollars. It's some ridiculous amount of money. It's not that much, but how about we don't? Because you said the fucking internet and lights were going out right yesterday. Uh huh. You dumb fuck. Mm Hmm. Where is it? Where is it? And he's like, don't worry, they'll be back on soon. And when, when everything comes back on, the evil ones will be defeated. The people, you know, the, the people in power will be arrested that are and I'm like, okay. But it's like he emailed literally nine times oh, in a three day period. Nine saying, yeah, times. Tomorrow's your last day to sign up for this price for Ascension class, you know, whatever, the spiritual awakening class, whatever the fuck it was. Right. And I was just like, fuck, dude. Like you gotta be you're you're going so fucking hard on this. That's where I'm like, is he some fucking creep that has like gambling debts or some something where he really needs that money? I think he I think he had Gaia money. Mm-hmm. Doesn't oh, happen. Yeah. And he's always going, I'm not broke. I'm not broke. Right. I have money. Oh, you're right. I'm, yeah. I'm still relevant. Listen yeah. to me. Right. So now he's just trying to go direct. And, right. and it's the classic thing where someone doesn't know email. So right. they go, oh, that email drove this much revenue. Let's send 50 emails today. Right. It's like, no, let's send it to everyone. No, don't right. do that. That's not how that works. Right. But most people don't know how email works. Right. See it as a revenue channel and go, well, mm-hmm. if this one did to this death. much, then yeah, let me just fucking go nuts. Mm-hmm. So. It sucks if you had to like work for somebody like that, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Night Beacon also says the Night Beacon 2.0 is eight inches. Oh. And you can stick it wherever you want and it'll still light up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fully silicon-based, uh, uh, waterproof. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the glass plastic <laughs> of the 1.0, which we had some issues with earlier. Um, which I'm not sure where that went. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Sprague uh, was commenting on a tweet where he literally was like, you're going to see tomorrow. The, and then like two days later, Sprague was like, how's that going for you on his, on his Twitter? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, is he like res- replying? Or he was replying adding? to a Wilcock tweet, and then Wilcock did not reply to him. Of course, he yeah. replied literally 
to the to the two or three people right Definitely. below Ryan Sprague that commented within less than twenty minutes. So he saw against him or pro like were they? No, I'm just saying like they were. Oh yeah, the people that the other people were like, oh thanks, David. Right, yeah, all this right, bullshit. Right, right. But of course, he responded to them and not to Ryan. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody liked his tweet. Ryan, I think I yeah. liked the tweet or whatever. But it would be interesting. Um, Obviously, with everything with Sprague uh, versus Wilcock. Well, it could happen. That showdown could happen because yeah. contact got pushed. So if right. Ryan goes back and Wilcock does show up again, yeah. but Wilcock didn't even walk the floor, so nothing right. would probably happen unless Ryan went to a panel right. and asked now, a question. Yeah, Sprague up has the blue steel. He's got that fucking those big beautiful that yeah. gaze. <laughs> he'll, ha- he'll have that crisp cut by then because we'll be back in our our parlors <laughs> throwing that gaze at him and then yeah. Wilcock will fucking fight him Bonk's adventure style with that gigantic head and yeah. just jump in the air slam do a 360 and land Boom. again <laughs> this is how we do it in Broadway fuck yeah. I <laughs> ate raw ham all fucking day <laughs> ass that uh, was weird in Bonk's adventure when you kill a dinosaur and then a raw ham would pop out of it for health right, restoration right. which rum ham yes. where they got that from <laughs> <laughs> well, like, well surprisingly one of the game testers of Bonk's adventures was Johnny Depp before he was no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Not Johnny. Oh. Well, I was just trying to go along with. It. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he was like a writer on. You fucking idiot! <laughs> it's always sunny or something. I don't know. Uh, Bobaney said rookie move from Wilcock giving a hard date, but that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. But there's this other video someone sent where it's like this guy pulling out all these things Wilcock has said over time. I've seen a lot of videos and it's of like guys pulling this, out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like the same message and giving dates and giving things. Yeah, and it's the David. Like literally, it's called like David Wilcock is a fraud, and it's from 2019. Right, right. fraud, not frog. And, yeah, and he's like, this <laughs> is shit rabbit. on his website still, where he tells us to go look. Yeah, to find answers, but it's this is what he's saying. Yeah, it didn't happen. Or he's trying to be some fucking modern Nostradamus dickhead. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, it fucking works. Because I guarantee. Fucking oh, those videos all had a million yeah. plus. And views. I guarantee that fucking class, like after after he fucking released twenty four hours of content in the last yeah. three weeks, I guarantee a few hundred people signed up for that dumb class oh, yeah. at whatever X thousand dollars exactly, and made him probably fucking his a year salary. And right, he's done, right. you know. Um, but uh, other than that, no no crazy news in the alien world. But right. um, yeah. Uh, Sukalos, I haven't seen a video from from him in a while, but he yeah. was doing the whole like public shaming. Yes, of like, yeah, very Don't be much. an idiot. Don't uh-huh. go outside. You're dumb. You're stupid. Stay inside. You ding dong. <laughs> like, okay, this is yeah. really positive and yeah. He gets a little Steve Bull like, on some of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> come on now, <laughs> come on, you dork, you fucking Rita. Uh, uh, Suk, that's not nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Steve Brule technically predates Sukalos because that was like 2005 or or sorry oh, that 2007 was like or 8 from from Awesome least, Show yeah. um and then Ancient Aliens started in 2010 the original documentary was 2008 or 9 so could have been inspiration mm-hmm. on um what's his face who's the guy that plays Steve Brule um John C Riley John C Riley yeah could have been inspiration or just his own thing and it's coincidence right, right, but right. they wear a similar olive colored suit much of the time they got the big quaffed up hair uh, and vaguely European. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> right. Just drunk. Um, but yeah, this uh, is the perfect time to segue into the episode, I think. Sure. Uh, did you about wanna, an hour in. Yeah. <laughs> did you want to break and pee or cock a diarrhea? Oh, if, you, or? if you need a pee-pee. I don't need to right now. No, I don't either. Okay. Uh, Thank yeah, you this, for asking, though. This... I appreciate you, Joey. I see you. I appreciate I you as well. You. I see you as well. <laughs> Um, but uh, this episode is the fucking <laughs> the returned, right? 
Yeah. Um, so it's about all of that. All that meat at Walmart that gets supplied to uh, the GW Zoo. Yeah. I was just thinking of uh, Blockbuster and Netflix yeah. and stuff. Gamefly, remember Gamefly? Yeah. I never uh, Gamefly. Oh, I did. Yeah, I Game Flew. I I did a Netflix disc once and never gave it back, so they charged me like fifteen bucks. <laughs> that was the only thing that you ever rented from Netflix discs. Yeah, it was oh, Hot wow. Rod. <laughs> Totally worth it. Because someone told me to rent it, and I did, and I'm just like, I never gave it back. (laughs) And then they shut off discs, so then they had to charge me. Oh, so you were pretty late to the game at that point. Uh, I probably had it for like almost two years. And only did it once? Yeah. Because they had streaming. Oh, they so yeah. There was a time. That's yeah. what I was saying. There was only discs. There was yeah, multiple yeah, no, years no, no, where yeah. there was only yeah. discs. They, so. they had just launched streaming, so that's when I got, got it. Got it. Okay. Um, but yeah, the returned here is all about uh, people that have gone, uh, bit <laughs> have gone to the stars uh, against their will in an alien spacecraft. So alien abductions, and then the people that are returned, which. I don't. I mean, I guess technically you wouldn't ever hear about people that weren't returned because yeah, <laughs> they're, mean, they're gone, persons. <laughs> or dead. Well, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, unless someone was re- like, in, let's say me and Joey got taken, mm-hmm. you'd only hear about one of us if someone uh, came back uh, and the other one didn't. You both have exceeded the weight limit of our <laughs> spacecraft. <laughs> yeah, just like the fucking parachute ride at goddamn Knott's Berry Farm. I can't barely go on that by myself. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, well, it's gone, but I remember in eighth grade, I went on with my friend Chris, and like we <laughs> technically shouldn't have gone on it, because right. us combined was more than the oh. max weight. <laughs> but as kids, we're like, yeah, I usually go on with someone else, and like that was the first time I was like, oh, this isn't good. Like, right. <laughs> our combined weights right. as eighth graders is more than this whole ride. <laughs> they tried to get me to fucking throw away my chips ahoy box, but yeah. I'm taking it with me. It was an extra pound, but yeah. it was fine. I got this hot ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, I think it was like two twenty or two fifty. Oh, it wasn't. A, I know, but wow. it's just stupid. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, and those things are there. For, I mean, it's actually much bigger. It's more that they don't want the ride to like break down or yeah, they don't want yeah, to have yeah, liability yeah. or something. Yeah. But still, um, once in a while, though, as a as a larger man myself, there are times when I see other even larger people go onto a ride, and and even if they're yeah. in like the the connected car, and I'm like. Ugh. And then I'm like, did I push this over? It? Are yeah. they or I putting this over the weight limit now? Is it like? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, there's no way that this car with us nine people, like this Indiana Jones car at Disneyland, <laughs> right, has 14 people that are 200 pound plus, all yeah. of us, and then the other, the car I see over there is like three little Asian girls and a mom, and I'm right. like, <laughs> I'm and we are, oh my God, we are trying to chase that fucking car down yeah. to get to those attractive little beautiful girls, yeah. but the car just doesn't go any faster. It's like they have those gas pedals in there, and they don't fucking work. It pisses yeah. me off. I'm glad he didn't make any driving jokes. That would have been offensive. Oh. <laughs> Actually, didn't. I didn't even think of yeah. that. Okay, I'm really proud uh, of that. No, the one theme park that fat shames the most is probably Universal Studios. Oh, see, I haven't been there since I was in my teens. So the mummy ride has... Basically, the seat's outside, so you can sit in it before you go, because okay. I went with someone who couldn't fit in it. Oh, God. Uh, and then the Harry Potter ride, the yes. Hogwarts ride, has the same thing, because, yep. like, again, I went with someone, and their husband I had to, barely, like, I barely fit push that. down. He yeah, had to get yeah. out of the thing, push it down for her. Oh, wow. And then get back in, because, mm. like, those those are all very yes. tight rides. No, I have, been, I have been very critical of the Harry Potter, uh, the main Hogwarts ride, and then when my wife and I went to... Harry Potter World in Florida, 
But you didn't go to the. You haven't been to this one. Never been to the LA one. How have you guys not for a, well, as much of your? You I know. know. But also the Florida one is superior. No, um, well, in theory, it's probably the same. The, the main Hogwarts ride is probably the same. Yeah. But uh, but it doesn't which have. Makes me want to barf, and I don't barf easy. Which yeah, which is crazy because you go on roller coasters and all that yeah, shit, and yeah, I can't do those. One. But all of those Star Tours esque 3D rides totally fine with me. But um, yeah, that one it fucks me up. Yeah, because it's it's on an armature. And you're moving in a mix of 3D, real yeah. things, like animatronics and 3D yeah. screens. And I think you used to wear glasses, but it was so jacked up that yes, they, they stopped. That, they toned it down. And mm-hmm. even then, again, people yeah. just were straight up getting sick. Again, yeah. who normally don't The 3D is sick. now more a part of the screen than the glasses, which right, was right. the glasses make people sick anyway watching right. a normal movie. So, um, But yeah, it's because the Florida one has the whole other park. You take yeah, the yeah, Hogwarts yeah. Express, and then you have the Gringotts roller coaster ride, yeah. the Gringotts Goblin Bank. And both of those fucking rides, the Gringotts one especially, the fucking... So there's a seat, right? And your thighs go where they go. But in the middle is a giant mm. rhino horn that goes up into your taint and ball sack uh-huh. and to keep you from sliding forward. And if you're a large man, your like, taint is up against that already. Right. So then you have the two claws that come down on the other side of your thighs. that come, And now you're like... Literally, I was Extra. sitting forward like this, just at my normal resting seat, uh, because also that ride does go f- fully perpendicular and all this crazy shit. Yeah. But, um, but that was like, it wasn't. I'm not gonna say I was in pain the whole time, but I was in exquisite discomfort. Like if I if I let go, if I let loose with my muscles in any way, it started to hurt, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get rammed up against this fucking thing and explode yeah. <laughs> all over these kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I felt like my entire taint and asshole yeah. was going to rip open if yeah. I if there was Relaxed, too many hard stops or yeah. something, <laughs> and so it was just like very fun ride, but I've very intense. <laughs> uh, uh, the 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 sore of the hippogriff or whatever the fuck yes, that ride is. Hippogriff, yeah, I think it like I think that's, that's a children's ride. roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, and it blocks your shins in, yes. and I I will never go on that again because yeah. it's so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, my leg it's not even fat. My legs yeah. can't fit right, in that right, thing. Right, and yeah. it just goes twice. It's a dumb fucking ride. Right. Don't waste your time. I was still kind of scared but, of that right. because <laughs> because again I don't like the open air things. When mm-hmm. I'm inside, I'll fucking go as high as whatever and yeah. low as whatever. I'll go yeah. down. I'll go up. Whatever. Right, right. Uh, but that was outside roller coasters. I can't. Everyone's like, oh, the view is so beautiful. I'm like, nope. I'm gonna yeah, fucking yeah. die Lose and fly yeah, away. Yeah, and yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's not my fear of falling. It's my fear of like floating Being, away into the sky or right. something. But, Whipped out. Yeah. Uh, Bobini said Mission to Mars got him. That that was oh, a Disneyland yes. ride, I think. Mm-hmm. Back. Never went on I'm that sure one. It, they had it. I'm, I'm assuming you're at Disney World. Yes. Bobini, which I've never been to, but at Disneyland, I remember they had that. But yeah, it will. Got rid of it a long. It's time. supposed to replicate. A kind of an actual space mission right. to where you're sitting and Launching you're feeling G force yeah. and all this stuff and whatever. So pretty gnarly. But um, but yeah, there, this episode, the return, didn't have a lot of substance to it, although it felt very long. So I was right. taking yeah, 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 yeah. I was taking copious notes, the but last I'm just part I just kind of zoned out too. <laughs> I'm like, like I'm like Childress is this is it's sadly one of uh, Childress episode where he says almost the exact same thing every time he's on camera. He doesn't. You have to wonder if. They're taking us away, and they've been doing this for thousands of years, and bringing us back, and educating, and it's like they says it over and over, and it's yeah. it's this episode also is the first I've ever seen that has seven distinct segments in it, mm. um, which is very weird. Yeah, there's there's not enough meat here. This is like this is also seeing all the ancient astronaut theorists, and you know it's it's interesting too because I don't know if like Nick Redford counts as an ancient astronaut theorist. 
He's right. more of a ufology conspiracy guy, but right, right. I'm sure he would, you know, he asked the questions and all that yeah, stuff yeah, too, yeah. but um he goes and, all the cons. Exactly. And and you know, and obviously the William Henry's, the this, the that. Yeah. Also, <laughs> William Henry's account, I think, got hacked yeah. on his Twitter because I follow him on the probing account. Yeah. And he somebody tagged my or our account and yeah. two other accounts that, and it just said Ray Bans hey. are on sale for only twenty four ninety nine at this hey, link. at probing aliens, just in case. You, so I went because you sent me that. So I went and looked, and that, so I clicked I, the had link. Like, uh, yeah, I got some Ray Bans coming. Apparently, I just had to give a little more information yeah. than my credit card, right. but uh, you know, I feel confident. Yeah. Um, but no, he had like fifty tweets where it's like two or three people right. in each tweet. And then I looked, and I think I was more shocked that he only had 1,600 followers. Yes, exactly. I was like, wow, the, the 1,600 people are really uh-huh. bummed out now. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, they're all, they all have their own thing going. But uh, this episode kind of united all of them in their conspiracy mindset, in their kind of crackpot mindset, because they were all very charged up. Yeah. Uh, Nori is like a fucking scared angry old man in this every time he comes on i don't i don't think they even fucking remember because they program you not to and all and it's just like it's all this like fear mongering and it's 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 kind of interesting because alien abductions sound like a terrifying experience anyway there are some people that come back and said oh it was actually cool and they teach me things and there's one of them in this episode i think we'll get to it but where it seemed fine they have the guy um, that wrote Walking Among Us, the Dr. Something Jacobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I even you know, have, have had experiencers come tell me that they are uh, close friends with alien hybrids who have admitted that they are hybrids and working for the government and aliens and whatever. Um, even though if what they're saying about alien hybrids is true, that means they could be controlling their mind to force right. them to like them. But I mean, once you go down that path of like, yeah. is it real? Is it fake? Is it seated? Is right. it not? Is it, are they telling me the truth being deceitful? Like, right. how, like at that point you just can't know. Exactly. Anything. And so, yeah, it feels very much like a, not that I don't believe the abduction phenomena is true. Something's obviously happening. Um, yeah. I don't believe the entire world is suffering from night terror, the same night terrors and things like that. Right. Um, but this this episode in particular is really like, it feels almost like it should have been a a finale or a season premiere or something like that. Like it just there's just like it's it's very high energy. There's a lot of drama drums going on. Like the whole episode is not relaxing at all. It's just right. yeah. just constantly these drama, dramatic drums. Something drums. about, yeah, just being abducted. Right. Like, it's, I guess it's hard to talk about it in a mellow way. Right. But, uh, I guess I get hard when yeah. I talk about it yeah. in you a know, mellow way. You know, how come we don't have a panel for that? Right. But um, <laughs> about me getting hard talking about it. You know, it. scenes with black guys and children? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, black-eyed children? Sorry. Fuck, I keep God, saying that. <laughs> I got to correct. I'm not into that either, honestly, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Uh, Not for a long time. Fuck, I said that again. But yeah, so. Yeah, uh, (laughs) to start the episode, um, there's a shot that my wife and I were laughing a lot at in the pre-intro of the show Mm -hmm. where it's introducing what the show is going to be about. And I assume they were going to show it ten more fucking times in the episode. But... (laughs) There's a shot of if aliens in the sky are taking people and bringing them. It's all clot where they do this thing. It shows this fucking weird CG UFO. And then yeah. it shows a big, vast green belt. It shows like the world. Then it shows a continent and then a green belt. And then a very Tim and Eric style CG park like AstroTurf. 
and it closes in. There's this little dot, and then within two seconds, the dot becomes like a little Indian kid looking <laughs> straight up at the camera. You and then a it, red dot, and then it... <laughs> <laughs> and then it fades, and it, it's but it literally his face looks like they just pulled it from a photo frame that they mm. bought at fucking Aaron's Brothers or something because yeah, yeah. he's just like like looking up at the <laughs> but it just, <laughs> but then it's like slapped on the shot of a what looks like an adult's body straight down right just looking up at the sky and I was dying and they never yeah. brought it back once but um, I must have missed that one because when I turn it on it's like you know it's like yes. doing shit or yeah it's usually it's like, you're not yeah. paying attention that yeah. much but because it's all clips they usually just show right, a billion again. times in the yeah, episode yeah. Uh, but yeah we start off in Kalmykia Russia in 2007 where the president of the Kalmykia Republic admits publicly he was abducted by aliens yeah he's the highest ranking official ever to admit he was abducted now we've been talking a lot about uh uh, Paul Hellyer, who was the Canadian Minister right. of Defense back in the 60s, he be- he knows the alien phenomena is officially happening and covered up by governments, but he never has was abducted by aliens. So this guy apparently is the, the highest ranking official, the high, like the most ultra normal person with power to have this happen to him. Yeah. He's, they show these clips on Al Jazeera TV and he's like having a good time. He's like, oh, they had these yellow outfits on, right, and they right, took me right. to another star, and whatever. <laughs> and uh, he looks like kind of like a a more almost Siberian-looking Russian guy, mm-hmm. like a little like half Asian or something like that. But um, I'll just hide confident yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh We don't really, sorry, no. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Summer Heights High. Summer Heights High, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Richard Dolan's on quite a bit, too. He's Richard Dolan might be, not that he's amazing or anything, but he might be the only thing that I like about season 11 of this show. Right. Season 11 might be my least favorite season. It's the longest, and, and it the shows. last couple have just been rough. Yeah, I mean, like, like, not connecting to ancient astronaut there. Like, mm-hmm. not doing... Again, it, you can only cover so many things, right. but they just like, well, the show makes money, so we gotta keep figuring it out. Exactly, it's like, yeah. It's it's like, I mean, well, I guess it's, it's, it's kind of a... Not to be shitty, but it's kind of scammy when you're releasing a quote-unquote new episode but literally only one of five or six segments that you've planned is something kind of new or with new information right, right. it's like just show a fucking well, rerun at that point because you know, some but. of the stuff it's like even sucralose and childers like when we've seen them at these conventions people yeah. are like uh what's your ufo experience yeah. and like they're like None. Yeah, I've never seen one. Yeah. I've never dealt with one. Yeah. Like Von Danik, it's you like, know, my daddy I'm, left me galactic or Don. He never yeah. came back. Yeah. You know, me and my brother, we just run the bookshop and we <laughs> spend daddy's money and and go to pyramids and uh, you know, I don't have any issues about that. I don't keep looking for aliens to come back and take care of me and nurture me. And yeah. Richard Gere does that. Talk- <laughs> 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 um, but success is yeah. only wit. Like viewing was yes. like one of those night Bad contact in the desert. Yeah, uh, was one of the night viewings with the mm-hmm. the night vision goggles. It was whatever. like that guy had like almost a cool action movie, like Richard yeah. Grievous or something like that. But was it there General or Grievous? was it in San Francisco? <laughs> oh no, you're right. It was in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. it was that that, that guy. The but the same guy who ran them, who's now yes. passed away. He would run the night vision um, clinics basically yeah. at, at contact, but he passed away a couple years ago. But, um, but yeah, Dolan is on, he kind of just like explains, uh, uh, the, com- c- uh, Kalmykia presidents. I didn't write his name down. doesn't matter. Um, his experience in more detail, but he's, he's just saying how crazy it was that such a high ranking official for the first time came forward and admitted that he's, and, right. and very openly talked about it. Like yeah. wasn't cagey, didn't seem traumatized by it. 
Um, which was that was the most suspect part for me, where it's like, hey, well, he's like, yeah, he's like it was, it was all it. cool, really yeah. good, you know. But uh, Dolan's like, yeah, it's an unbelievably outrageous claim, you know. But the problem is, this is a very accomplished individual, and he doesn't sound crazy except for the content of what he's saying, you know. So, but I mean, it's uh, well, I'll let the ball Brit say it. He goes. Uh, Nick Redfern, he says, now, now, Nick Redfern looks like he has perpetual Kool-Aid mouth. He, his lips are so, <laughs> so <kissable>. red. <laughs> <laughs> Just so moist and dripping. Yeah. Uh, but he says... It's uh, all that jam he's been eating. He has not turned the sandwich <laughs> into a bacon egg sandwich exactly. yet. <laughs> I've always made the jam to- uh, yeah. choice. <laughs> um... <laughs> I can have eggs any day. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bit of bacon for you if you ever yeah. want it. <laughs> There's nothing quite like that square packet of American smuckers. <laughs> <laughs> now come here and give me a smooch. We don't have Smoking. a lot of, a 24 hour diners out in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> I know because Joey's been there and it was very frustrating to get late night food. Right. All oh. that's open is is weird Middle East, Lebanese run Chinese places <laughs> that people go, oh, can we go to the Chinese? Right. And I say, you mean the Chinese restaurant? I'm Joey, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Not the IHOP. Right. It's not called the Chinese. That's a race yeah. of people. Yeah. <laughs> That's a government corporation of people that purposely manufactured a virus to keep me and Steve in this fucking house all day to see if we can make gay babies together. <laughs> see, if it's possible, once the light goes out, can the light come through our own anuses? <laughs> Who will be mid-kiss when the lights <laughs> come back on? <laughs> and the You'd camp be are back up. <laughs> it's just him making out with his dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. This is my wife. Uh, no, he says, uh, the ball Brit says, now there's an interesting theory about his story, given his position and his standing with the government. When someone like him speaks out, it actually gives a lot of weight to the extraterrestrial argument. So the theory was made that perhaps extraterrestrials abducted him with the very hope that he would go public with the story. So this is like a classic, like, yeah. I'm like, that's not really a theory, Nick. That's the classic take me to your leader fucking UFO right, right, right. landing. Well, again, movie why thing. don't they just show up? Right <laughs> at that point, like oh, hey, we're gonna tar- we're gonna target this random ass person, mm-hmm. right? And hope everyone believes a weird, them. Like, and not to be shitty with him, but it's like I hadn't heard of Kamilkia in in. No. <laughs> I haven't heard of Kamilkia, <laughs> my favorite. Oh, milker. Yeah. Kamilkia. <laughs> yeah, it's a anime Kamilkia, series. It's Kamilkia. A, it's, a, uh, it's a manga I've been reading. They're going to turn it into an anime. Yeah, it's currently a but, hentai, but they're yeah. trying to censor it to go mainstream. Right, right, really, the know. story really deserves it. You the characters, it. Yeah. you know. Um, Just bring it <laughs> <laughs> That's your weird <laughs> campaign shirt to yeah. b- to make that. Manga and anime series rated PG thirteen, so right. it can be released on American television. Yes, but it, it just says "Bring it full, bring it full," <laughs> yeah, and it's the Kamilkia no. volume exactly. seventeen anime, yeah. um, with a very graphic image of that just tentacle rape, tits the, the yeah. size of the room, <laughs> milking things, and all these men jerking off and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sounds like my Tuesday night yeah. with. Uh, that wife of Giorgio's, yeah. huh? In my uh, mind, <laughs> which is gone. Um, they talk about briefly about Betty and Barney Hill, who were like the first reported, like the first big reported UFO abduction story. They were an interracial couple in the 60s, 1961. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Famously taken because we talked their about car. them before. Yeah, right. they had like a whole 
segment on them like seven or eight seasons ago. It was mostly like about that. them being interracial couples, exactly, which was yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. I didn't think History Channel what if that, but... it were kind of wrong still? <laughs> um, <laughs> come on, just think about how gross it is. I okay? mean, whoa, clout worthy. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. Well, I'm yeah. not kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway. They talk about how I mean it's it, they've said it before, but UFO abductions kind of are a pretty big equalizer. Yeah. Unless apparently, like this episode says, you have green or hazel eyes and RH oh, negative yes. blood. I was scared because um, I have bluish eyes. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I converted to Bluteism. Yeah. <laughs> I feel a little bloatyism <laughs> if we, I have to. We worship Bluto from the yeah. early Popeye comics. <laughs> yeah. <here. laughs> you know, we believe he if if you just read it in another light, mm -hmm. he is the good guy and Popeye is the bad guy. Right. And uh, obviously, we're not allowed to eat spinach of any kind. Yeah, any yeah. sort of uh, nightshade leafy green we're exactly. not allowed to eat. So. Uh, Very low fiber religion. <laughs> yeah. I always hate those dumb like clickbait things like, click this and see why... Uh, Skeeter was actually the bad guy in oh. Doug, or the this, you know, like the dumb, <laughs> yeah. like, this is right. why they're the, the, the good guy and exactly. that's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the movie. I, read I the watched show. the movie, Doug. I read the show. <laughs> um, but... Uh, uh, Jonathan Young discusses Jonathan Young again, as we've seen him in multiple conventions now. Yeah, is really on to bring everything back to, um, despite his last name being Young, um, he he was the the protege of Joseph Campbell, who Joseph Campbell was very into Jungian archetypes, and talking about these core symbols that you, that the human mind kind of runs by these core symbols, core processes, core core stories, basically, and yeah. that's why like. Joseph Campbell's the guy that came up with like the hero's journey and all these other things. Well, um, uh, oh yeah, Joseph. Sorry, I was just thinking. You said Joseph Campbell, I, not Joseph I thinking, Smith. Right. Well, I was just. It's the Joseph Campbell archive. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I was yeah. Just, yeah. Curator of the Joseph Campbell archive. But he's talking about how that this shit's been going on forever, and that the the common traits of UFO abductions, like oh, my body was paralyzed, I blacked out and lost time, yeah. I was taken to another realm. Those have been around in myth and stories and legends for thousands and thousands of years. So it's it's not it's kind of funny because Jonathan Young when it comes down to it, he's not proving or disproving anything, but if you had to put him in one camp, he's the guy kind of going, "Well, of course. I mean, our minds all work the same." So right. all these abductions are just a manifestation of these Jungian Some archetypes, sort of, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. and it's like 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 almost disproving that this isn't an actual reality-based yeah. thing. Well, when I took a sociology class, I think it was sociology, not anthropology, but mm -hmm. they're like, oh, and anthropology, I, very expensive store. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, for all those lovely Karens out yes. there. Uh, <laughs> no, probably Karens don't shop there. Um, but yeah, it, they would just say like, oh, every society has these seven things. It's like right. marriage taboo, right? Uh, mm -hmm. religion, this, that, like yeah. these certain Incest things. Incest videos, like, exactly. <laughs> Many vids, uh, OnlyFans accounts, right. half off today. Open accounts and exclusive accounts for paying fans. Exactly. Um, it doesn't have to be Patreon. It doesn't have to be OnlyFans. It doesn't have to be many vids. Could be your only website. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's just these things that just as humans and the way our yeah. brains are wired, because right. we're all the same, basically, yeah. at that level, uh, there's certain things that we're just going to react to or manifest because right. that's how it. That's how you do it. It's like we all that's buy idea. Apple computers, <laughs> right? And our Apple computers actually come because they're healthy, same. fibrous, and delicious to eat. Exactly, it'll keep the doctor away, yeah. especially during these times of COVID. Uh, but like a PC and 
like there's different companies that make PCs and they're right. all the same because right. they run the same operating system. And then there's exactly. Macs, which basically are running an operating system that's similar but different. Right. But again, at the end of the day, we can all do these crazy things with our computer, yeah. but there's these certain limitations the way the software is wired. Right. Right. And or yeah, even the, the hardware, I should say. There's yeah. there's there's only so many kind of macro thought buckets that the human brain. Oh, can... Bandy and heretics are out. Sorry. Bye. Oh yeah, because it's eleven thirty on yes. our time probably. Um, yeah, there's some. There's only so many macro thought buckets that the human brain can interact with the world with and process. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, we get our first Wilcock trip here from Five Heads at Freddy's himself. Uh, the real question we have to ask ourselves is not whether abduction is taking place. It is obvious it is taking place. We need to crack into the mystery and ask why this is happening. Why are they bringing us up there, performing medical medical experiments, and then putting us back here on Earth? Again, these are all lowball, softball questions that people have been <laughs> Joey fucking... Joey-style lowball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a lowball, my friend. <laughs> this isn't fucking lowball beer. Yeah. <laughs> It's globally oh. sourced beer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, Lowball does run Chinatown, but <laughs> in various forms. <laughs> uh, so we go back in oh, time Heretic's now. still here. Sorry. So we go back in time to look at abductions from legend. Now, this is still the first segment, okay? Yeah. And I'm mentioning that because of what's going to happen in the next segment pretty quick. Um, Jonathan Young also talks about how alien abductions can be um, kind of qualified in you know, thousands of year old legends, literature, religion, whatever, as stories, there's constantly this these archetypal stories of the hero goes up to another plane of existence, another area, a foreign place, mm-hmm. is given some sort of secret advanced knowledge, comes back with it and teaches the people. And that's exactly. the theme of the whole fucking show. Yeah. Um Rabbi Zadok comes on and agrees too. And he's and he's he does the kind of uh, I don't know if this is the right term for it. But he commits like the frequency fallacy here. There's a real name for it where it's like he's trying to say, oh, because there's just so much evidence, it must be true. Right. And he says, he goes, these stories have been around for centuries. They can't all be made up. There's just too many of them. And I'm like, I I don't disagree necessarily, but you can't have that as like your main point where it's like, how about they have Rabbi Zadok list like seven or eight of his own examples? Mm -hmm. And then, then you can decide, oh. Wow, that's a lot of evidence. How you let you make the conclusion? Right. Don't have the people on the show speak for the audience. That's always yeah. been the frustrating thing. Same with like my frustrations with like kind of postmodern documentaries. That's why Tiger King was so great because the fucking documentarian almost completely kept himself yeah. out of the Not documentary. Trying to be a star. Exactly. Right. So, um, Coppin's trying w- to be a star. <laughs> Coppin's wife returns momentarily. Mm-hmm. Um, to just say the exact same thing as Zadok and Clotworthy, the narrator, and everyone else, where she's like, they're actually taking people up and teaching them things and bringing them back to teach humanity. It's like, I wish she would be on the show to like do something more interesting. They don't really mm-hmm. give her anything to do, but I also very much miss doing the Coppins. That was yeah. like one of the core impressions you know, on the show, on, but yeah. maybe I should bring him back as like the ghost of Coppins or right. something like when, that. Well, but. when it's his wife, just do his voice. There we go. Yeah, that's a good idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very pro women on this show. <laughs> what do you have to ask yourself is? Yeah. Now what you have to ask yourself is, how big is is Philip's dick? Oh, I, I believe it was quite large when I was alive. That's the story I'm sticking to. <laughs> it's like a little British kid now or something. 
but it's his wife, but yeah. saying him that he believes it's Oh, because of course he wants the narrative when of her to go. I oh. was here. Well, but he's saying when I was here. <laughs> when, well, yeah. Okay, when we go. had coitus. Uh, <laughs> uh, when we had coitus, it annoyed us. <laughs> um, and then anoint us with the yeah. lotus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the great lotus. <laughs> the black lotus yes. very expensive magic card. Uh, the next segment begins and we go to Cambodia, where it talks about the uh, uh, discovery of Angkor Wat in the 1860s. In 1860, actually, specifically, by a bunch of Christian missionaries. Um, they were hacking their way through the fucking forest yeah. in Cambodia and found this huge abandoned temple complex, which has been avan- abandoned by the Khmer people since the 1400s that's the 15th century um their religion is based on the god uh, priopishnikar we've talked about them along the god a long time ago yeah. anchor wat used to be like the first five seasons anchor wat was a fucking constant example in the in this show um but uh priopishnikar the ancient astronaut theorist love because he's very it's a very classic abduction ancient astronaut theory story yeah uh, but in a positive light we get our first sukular here and he says into legend he's taken to what was called Indra's heaven that was orbiting the earth as described in the ancient Vedic texts. He was exposed to this blue light where he's where he describes his entire body being rejuvenated. And the question that arises was, could that be some kind of decontamination pod? And I was like, out of all that, I mean, I get it, but out of all that, they went from this very like life-changing experience of this myth to like, Oh, he got a. He went to a delousing chamber, you know, right, where they right, sprayed right. him for fucking bugs and stuff like that. Childers Chiman is equally as interested in this too, and he says it's quite curious, just like me, uh, that an ancient Cambodian legend like this contains the main character having to go through some decontamination process and uh, one that would be done in space in this celestial home of the gods. And he says home of the gods like four fucking times in this right. episode every time he talks about a spaceship or a space station in yeah. the sky um prayer prashnikar went through a bunch of advanced education by these creatures uh and these other gods and he came back to tell his people he had the designs for anchor watt with him so he built anchor watt after that um and it was it replicated indra's heaven which was the ship that he went up to right, right. so um as above so below um <laughs> that fucking snake in ohio i just love <laughs> uh the bald brit makes uh, nick redford makes some points that like most most of these leaders were returned to the same culture specifically um and to the same time period so they could educate their fellow humans in some right. way and i'm like i wrote it down because it's like it seems like a no-brainer but you could argue like like one of the greatest movies flight of the navigator where the kid is abducted and famously um taken back eight years into the future of his own life so that he's super young but his whole family has thinks he's been missing for eight years right and then he has to deal with like it being you know 1985 or six instead mm-hmm. of 1978 and all this stuff um not sleeping in vegas exactly <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah this is the dream chair not the nightmare chair here we, we uh, should probably post the nightmare chair yes on the, <laughs> yeah. the feet at some point <laughs> probably still my greatest yeah. photoshop <laughs> Uh, so we made a joke that I it's like we would go yeah because people was like I don't sleep in I just can't sleep in Vegas yeah. whereas just then <laughs> imagining us in a hotel room in a dark room someone yeah. just in a chair yelling at the top of their lungs at the wall well because at the time you said yeah. you were doing only the one or two night Vegas trips where like you'd get there stay up all night and you you were the one at that time that said 
I don't sleep in Vegas. No, I n- I never said that. It was no, you. no, because no, I never I I no that would be other people. I never at tossed the, at the place that we work. Uh-huh. Uh, Sad Brad, yeah. Solario, those right. types of people are like, oh, you don't sleep. You just get a room in that because you don't sleep there. I'm like, no, yeah. I love the room. I sleep in Vegas. All right. Trust me, I, I remember that because I've never, I never made that that claim of not sleeping. So then we would. Joke. I don't care. No, I it's know, fine. but I'm it's just fine. saying everything's fine. I've got Garrett. <laughs> no, because I, when I go to Vegas, I'm not like a club person. Well, this was 2008. Like Again, I was not a club person. This was 2008. <laughs> it was me and thrilling. This was 2008. Going. <laughs> you think we're going to a motherfucking club? This was 2000 and buffet. Yeah, that that it that's. Was. I mean, I think I've said it before, but that's maybe the saddest thing. Of this whole quarantine is that buffets, not just restaurants, buffets have yeah. got hit the hardest because buffets don't have good enough food to cater their own food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it can, they can't get by with like, oh, here's four hundred dollars worth of food for thirty nine ninety nine. William Coosby claiming she's they've heard me say it, and I'm like, I, know. I don't say I say it as a joke because of the nightmare chair well, and because I think it personally is a douchey thing to say. Of oh, I don't sleep in Vegas. <laughs> Like I know, if I've ever said it, it's only been in jest. You know, William Coosby is one of the most trustworthy individuals. He (laughs) he date he did date rape a few women, a few dozen women, exactly. Uh, But he was exonerated. He's fine. Yeah, so you can trust everything he says. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, we go to uh, Harvard, Massachusetts here. um, In the next segment, I made the point that I hate, I hate even mentioning or when someone mentions Boston. At my family gatherings, because Gail, inventor of, that's how you do it, uh, writing this lead down, being very proud yeah. of it, um, she is, she's one of, you know, she's she's a, an anti-grandma, right? Right. She only- <laughs> I'm do- the anti-grandma. <laughs> she only does the most surface level references to anything. Yeah. She's one of those people that if you asked her to do an impression, she'd go, oh, I am Kermit the Frog. Like she would right, just say, right. I am I'm this the, as the in impression. In some sort of version of <laughs> right. that. No actual material, just right, I right. am this. Yeah. Uh, but every time someone mentions Boston, no matter where you are in the house, you hear her go, you parked your car in Harvard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, from Boston? Yeah. Get back. <laughs> and not, just, yeah. not even yeah. kidding. Yeah. That's right, literally right. how it is. Um and uh, she's also been to Boston and seen some things there, right. but uh, but anyway, we go to uh, professor and psychiatrist John Mack, and this was the guy that they don't really say it, but they seem to be implying that he was like the first official smart guy to really take yeah. UFO abduction cases and study them seriously and see if there was patterns and some sort of rational connection right. between all these people, and he really couldn't find one. Yeah, Sukalos makes a leap here. That I don't remember them actually saying on the show. I'm, maybe he's right. I don't know. But yeah. it sounded to me like he's like, you know, he had hundreds of cases and all of them. Like, And then Sukes goes, you know, Sukler, he says, he was a skeptic. And after five or six rounds with experiencers, I'm like, after five or six patients, he all yeah. like converted. To, I'm cool. like, what? They yeah. just said it was like hundreds, but whatever. He changed his tune. So for a skeptic to all of a sudden change 180 degrees, I mean, that's amazing. Because he applied all of his clinical knowledge to his experiencers and was forced to conclude the abduction phenomena is not only a likelihood, but a certainty. And then Nori, you know, is very empathetic with John Mack. Because I think John Mack has been a pretty big player in the... He, he, he's big in the history of the ufology yeah, world. he's history in the big world. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and Nori ha- has a Nori story and goes, he was scoffed at by his colleagues. 
and laughed at, but he did not stop. I laughed at him. No, he didn't. Yeah. Um, and then the ball brick comes on and says, uh, he found it essential. Uh, it, it was essentially an epidemic, but more importantly, there are people who had vague dreams and memories that clearly didn't realize they'd been abducted. And John Mack realized that there was something called silent abductees. Um, those just mute people. Yeah. Know, but, yeah. Um, and we get another Nori story right here. And he says, I believe the extraterrestrials have washed their memories. But when you go into hypnoregression therapy, they start talking about the things that happened. Now, you can't erase the mind completely. I've tried. <laughs> With <laughs> that wife of his. <laughs> yeah. Hit uh, that husband of hers and that wife. <laughs> and the extraterrestrials know it. And I'm like, okay, that's a weird thing to say because if the extraterrestrials know that all it takes is a fucking therapy session to unlock all of these memories why would they keep doing it what are right. what are they afraid of again like even later in the episode linda moulton Howe kind of ends with like you know their their uh their goals are not world domination because they could have just done that already and which is actually i th- i made a note later where i'm like that's like the most critically minded thing she's ever fucking said on this show because she's like she's like yeah if they could if they could fucking take over the world with the push of a fucking button or something. Yeah, they would have already done so. So then, what is their real goal? And I'm like, hey, that's an actually a fair, smart question to ask. But, yeah. um, but that negates his point here, where it's just like, why, why would they waste their time? I guess that's most of the questions we, as the hosts of right, this show, right, ask right. is, why the fuck would the aliens waste all that why? time and effort yeah. to do that? Just you know? think logically again right. of yourself. <laughs> right. Would you go out and do that? What, right. Like, would you would you think our government would go out and do that? Right. Like create a whole race of of living beings just to dig for gold for right. you? Gold. <laughs> so the the only somewhat I'm good. just thinking of the stupid German the Oktoberfest oh, yeah. ride yeah. the mine ride of the German prospector. God, that ride I did almost puke on too. We were drunk and it was a spinning and yep. a roller coaster oh, or whatever. Oh, but, um, yeah. No, the only only kind of like close, like okay, I, maybe I could get into that yeah. uh, reasoning, and I can't remember if I watch it with you for something or someone else, but um, they're like, oh, they needed to make people right. or creatures because AI and technology can be mm. hacked, and people can't be hacked because they're not connect to a neural right. network. That was David Wilcox's whole point some, on the Jenny McCarthy show. Yeah, um, well, I, I remember watching something. I don't know, yeah. but. Whatever. It was basically, yeah, it was a thing we watched on AI. Maybe we watched it. Fuck. I can't remember where I saw it. But. Well, I do I, I do remember at least that Wilcock on the Jenny McCarthy show talked about how basically all the evil in the universe is due to a rogue AI that was created oh, maybe billions was, yeah. of years ago that now controls the aliens that control the Illuminati right, right. and the Cabal and all that yeah, yeah. shit. And the reason we needed people is because they can't be hacked and right. then controlled. Exactly. Even though, even though <laughs> hybrids can control people's minds and make right, them do right. whatever. Yeah, well, it's, maybe it's whole, that's where psychic powers are more important or that's something. A, that's an know. organic hack. Yeah, now you're starting a quantum to hack. Go big. Yeah. Um, bu- 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 uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, this is where it's <laughs> like fucking this creepy Italian dude that's like the head of UFO abduction the research committee or something he's like he's like yeah actually uh you know people with green eyes and hazel eyes they're the ones that and it shows all these shitty charts and stuff like that and it's like this guy looks like he's about to explode from alcoholism in his face like his face is so pink 
and puffy and disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, a shitty olive colored suit yeah. or whatever. But um, he's very sure of himself. And, and I'm like, I can't even. I mean, I'm, I know I'm judging him based on almost not physical, but like just his cadence, his. He doesn't seem like a smart guy. Right. You know? <laughs> he's uh, not intelligent. <laughs> um, and how much, how much many more we got here i kind of have to pee but i could also probably hold it uh we can go fast i think okay um we're halfway through the show but we can go faster than the first half (laughs) um but uh and then we go so the next segment starts with the account of whitley streber schreiber who has been uh talked about a lot lately on like ryan sprague he's like one of the big like jacques valet whitley streber like all Mm -hmm. he was a horror writer for a while like a, a published writer he had his own abduction event in 1985, he had just got out of the theater scene Back to the Future yeah. for the seventh time. No, um, But he had a very violent abduction event where he's in a cabin, he was doing some writing, gets abducted, gets pulled up into a room. He says, he says, basically like an assault took place. Like they beat the shit out of him or fucked him or raped him. I don't know. Yeah. But he said he basically woke up feeling confused and beaten up. And they he claims they continued to happen many times. And one of the times... He had actual physical proof that mm. something happened. And this is where we get all into the implant shit. Yeah. Um, and so we get Daryl Sims, the cowboy implant laureate. I wrote. <laughs> uh, we talked we about saw him speak live. Yes, we yeah. talked about him a lot. Contact in the desert. He seemed like in the last three, in the three years between filming the segment with Giorgio on this show, a 2016 segment in April 2016. Yeah. To summer 2019. He seemed like he aged 10 years and got some sort of palsy, which, I mean, might might be true, but he seemed so much more low energy at contact in the desert, mm-hmm. whereas on the show, he's like, hey, I was a police officer. He's like a real amped up George Norrie, like a right, southern George right. Norrie in a lot of ways. And uh, George is on location in a fucking room where he has a bunch of you know Petri dishes and shit with implants and everything. Um, <laughs> I, I made the point that he's like a... A porn doctor version of Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> um, he multiple times mentions how he used to be a police officer. And it's like, okay, right, okay. like we get it. You know, we oh, get you're it. legit or whatever. But yeah. the interesting part about this whole segment is he does show Giorgio a shit ton of handprint evidence. So he shows all these handprints, whether on human bodies, on walls, on bed frames, or whatever. Yeah, and the, it it is these very similar kind of like three-fingered, spiky-fingered, claw-like hands with a thumb going out like this. Yeah. Now, to be fair, all of this could be hyper-easily Photoshopped. His his claim is that, because uh, Giorgio's like, oh, they're looking through all these gross photos. He's like, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, what's, what's your theory of what we're looking at here? Yeah. And he's like, my theory, as a former police officer, is that there's actually an oil-like substance that exudes from the entity. And I'm like, oh, just like human beings have oils right, that they right, leave. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> I forgot I wrote this. <laughs> I was like, with all this implant talk, why aren't they talking about Pamela Anderson? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was get bored writing the yeah, notes yeah, for these yeah, shows. Yeah. Um, you the, have a zinger coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the implants, uh, these particular implants he's showing Georgia, which is like these little wire shaped things. <laughs> What do you think of these here, yeah. Georgia? Um, but uh, they're they're meteoric in origin, mm-hmm. uh, big old fucking yeah. asteroids. <laughs> yes. well, I was gonna say, yeah, they're just kind of meteor. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they're meteor, but there's a little gristle on yeah, there too. Yeah, you know, I'm an older man <laughs> with big tits. <laughs> mediocre, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm an t- old is it mediocre? Ma- no, mediocre. <laughs> I bet. Okay. If you were- <laughs> well, and then I was going to say, I'm an old man, but gristly tits. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, he, and Sims ends the segment with, 
in my opinion, what we're looking at is objects that were installed in these people. It is entity related. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he had he had like he was kind of the biggest seeming crackpot on the panel. We were in his panel with it's a bunch like of panel waiting, <laughs> waiting for the Graham Hancock one. Was that his? Or was, was there a different uh, one? I feel like we didn't intentionally watch his panel. It, yeah, like we like, went because we wanted to sneak. It was like the last forty one. minutes of yeah, there or yeah. something. But um, but anyway, they, that's the whole segment basically. They move on to like what's the craziest abduction in modern history? Right. It's also not that impressive when they talk about it. But we uh, we get a lot of love that Joker Linda in the segment, and she goes back to Philly in 1998, where she published volume two of her book Glimpses of Other Realities: Colon. <laughs> high strangeness. My butt. Um, I would be curious to look up if she invented the term high strangeness. I don't think she did, but mm-hmm. it'd be interesting. Um, in 1995, she was at a UFO conference in the middle of nowhere and met this guy named Jim Sparks, who told her his story. And so basically, it's Linda Moulton Howe claiming that this is the most insane right. abduction story she's ever felt. And I guess it was amazing because he was completely aware of when he was floating like through the ceiling, through the roof, through the trees, and having the whole... like camera pan out experience of yeah. uh the world getting smaller but then he finally had a blackout moment woke up in um the ufo he seemed like it was most he seemed to say it was mostly pleasant experiences like they talk about how he was learning the um sim- symbolic symbological alphabet of the alien language which not only are symbols, but there's actually a frequency associated mm. with each symbol. Mm. And they would have him like make these lines and say, like, oh, that's the wave frequency. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was also shown a bunch of past lifetimes. They get to show some pretty cool History Channel archive footage here. They show some fucking Roman fighting and fucking yeah. Victorian revolutionaries fucking, you know, riding through mud Trump with horses around. and shit. Yeah. And then and then cavemen and then hominids. Um, I don't know if he was the first, but Linda Moulton Howe seems like this was the most amazing thing because he apparently saw proof in those visions that aliens are responsible for making hominids into what eventually became homo sapiens. Right. So um, I'm guessing there's probably earlier, I guess literally 2001 A Space Odyssey fucking said that shit. Right, right. <laughs> so it's not the first. And this guy was having these visions almost 30 years after that movie came out. So whatever. but um, Or 20 years, I guess. Yeah. But still... This guy, they showed a picture of him briefly. I don't know. Maybe he's a great guy. He just seems like a fucking nut. He looks like George Norrie or fucking Daryl Sims. Like, he just looks like a fucking mustached, tall southern man. Right, right. Um, and uh, I don't know. They don't really do a great job of making him seem special or like it's the most crazy abduction story in history. Mm-hmm. Um, Childress comes on to talk about what abductions are again. He doesn't say anything different. Um, they talk about junk DNA briefly, which was, they, they, they've talked about that every episode, I feel right. like, in season 11. We've had full DNA episodes. Exactly. So. And so William Henry, of course, the scientist, <laughs> William Henry, who talks about stargates and crystals. And $24 Ray-Bans. Exactly. Is on to explain what junk DNA is. Um, and Nori says that Jim Sparks thinks that aliens are creating sleeper agents that are going to be switched on. So... Not that the sleeper agents are the hybrids, but there are also there are hybrids who then are going to activate the sleeper agents, or a signal will go into you know they were injected with something, whether it be an implant or something in their DNA. You would think that something in their DNA, like a innocuous virus that's just now a part of their DNA, right. would be much more efficient than a little piece of metal that can be removed by Daryl Sims and his right, crackpot right. crew. I can find it. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, again, all these efficiency questions. But um, and then Wari is it, Nori's kind of Wari Wari warmonger yeah. Nori. He's talking about this. La- this segment ends with like him talking about almost like a war that's going to happen where all the sleeper agents are activated and the hi- they're going to join with the hybrids and this and that and whatever. And we keep going into it in the next segment. Um, and it's very rare um, uh, moment where we go to SoCal, baby. Yeah. And uh, there's a dead body found in an SUV in Pacific Palisades. Yeah. And uh, taken to the corner, it's identified as a guy named Jeffrey Allen Lash. And they find that he owns, after they identify him, they go to his home. This fucker owns 1,200 guns, tens of thousands of rounds of ammunition, and has $230,000 cash in this, like, garage right. treasure trove. Um, his fiance <laughs> is the one that confirms that she thinks that he was an alien hybrid working for the government. Yeah. Got some Tiger King type shit here. Exactly. And <laughs> Nori... <laughs> Even though they just said fiance like four times at the uh, clot where the narrator, Nori goes, now his girlfriend seemed pretty normal and legit. And this is where like the episode's getting more intense and then all the ancient astronaut theorists are getting more intense. They're like all like, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, we get a children's chime in here and he says, we have to wonder who this guy really was and why did he have all these weapons? I'm like. Thanks, David. They just said yeah. that for the past four minutes on right. the fucking show. He's a drug dealer. <laughs> right. And of course, whenever I'm saying thanks to the ancient astronaut theorist, I'm criticizing the editor, where it's like, editor, why are you fucking... You don't have to put David Childress there, right? He, but I'm they sure... have to. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, maybe he has so many appearances mandatory on they the gotta, episode. Yeah, keep it going. I can't imagine that Childress has like a manager or anything like that. I feel like uh, there's a lot of goodwill in their little community, and they just kind of. But at the same yeah, time, I feel like I feel like that meeting that Kevin, not meeting him, but Kevin Burns, the producer. Like I could yeah. see him kind of, yeah, fuck that guy. He doesn't right, bring right. in the bitches. Like no, I George feel like Joe. they. Uh, I feel like they all have the same agent. He doesn't have chicks on the street in their cars yeah. talking to the lineup of people yeah. <laughs> getting to the convention saying, "I'm here for just him." You know, the sixty-year-old plus gals. <laughs> Um. Uh, oh, the uh, uh, Nick Redford in the Bald Brit says that his uh, father, uh, Jeffrey Allen Latch's father, was supposedly a member of the Ros- the Roswell Clash. Oh, God, the Roswell Class. Crash, Crash. Uh, Task Force that was there. Um, and so there could be a connection there. Where now he's been his, you know, maybe maybe his dad was injected with something or fucked an alien hybrid chick and had their son or whatever. Yeah. But um, Childress mentions that a lot of abductees witness alien-human hybrids, and that uh, uh, we have been manipulated subtly and that this is still going on to this day. Um, I mean, I guess, to be fair to the episode, the one thing that I was, like, I I watched X-Files, and what they're talking about the whole last 15 minutes of the show is literally the macro plot of X-Files, like all the lore episodes where it's actually, like, the smoking man and what happened to Mulder's sister and the fucking Germanic looking dude that is spiking people in the back of the neck and melting them into black stuff. Like Mm -hmm. that's all the hybrid plot. Everything with X-Files was about hybrids. And so, um, uh, this isn't, this isn't really new stuff for someone in 2016 who would be willing to watch this show. You know, right. Right. Um, I guess you could argue, it'd be interesting to see the demographics that watch the show or the new watchers of the show, because I feel like at the conventions we've been to, it's it's very rare that there's someone that seems to be under 28, 26, 27. Yeah. Um, I feel it's, like that's 5% or less of the attendees. I feel like it's retired older. <laughs> you say retarded yeah, older. Uh, 
couples or people. <laughs> Individuals. Uh, yeah, maybe the... Is you a couple or uh, a people? Uh, or, yeah, like the 25 plus who can like, this is their once a year vacation. Right. Not a lot of younger families with kids. Right. And definitely not like teenagers there. Like, exactly. we would go to Comic-Con on our own. Right, right. There's not like the kids just there yes. on their own. And I looked. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be, I mean, Alien Con, which is in the middle of L.A. this past year, yeah. was much more, even even still, vastly uh, uh, 30 and up crowd, I would say. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. were some people with kids, because you could just walk That's over the there way. and... Yeah. With your family and go for two hours and leave, you know. Or mom and dad or one of the two are into it, so we're going to go as a family to check this thing out. Exactly. And you spend a hundred bucks, all four you get in and you're fine, you know. But but yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like the the hardcore people on Facebook groups and that listen to these podcasts and all stuff, they're not these younger kids. So then I'm like, who are you, who are you having these, who are you targeting these very simplistic facts that have been, have had like dozens of movies about them at this point, Mm. you know, like. Why would you think that you're the first one to introduce these facts about alien abductions? And that's why TV you know? is shocking. And when we first went to Alien Con, it's right. shocking that, like, oh, these people are TV stars to the people who just sit at home right. and watch TV and mm-hmm. aren't on the internet and aren't doing these things. Uh, this is opening them up to this world. because, <clears throat> And it's just your everyday person who's right. maybe like, well, I kind of am into that, I guess. And, right. Oh, here's a show I like. Oh, that's a good program. Yeah. Like, Makes them feel part of something. Makes them feel smarter. You know, yeah, and they're like, like, I like that. <clears throat> and then, yeah, they're not doing the research to get into it, but this right. just opens the door for them. Exactly. Where it's like, oh, TV is still actually really powerful yeah. and hits a weird demographic or type of person. Yeah. It slaps a little bit of a different it's demographic. It's very different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Grove Snake said... Uh, Childress, Childress's agent is a helico- is the helicopter pilot, right. yeah, and he da- shows uh, up. Not David. What do we? I can't remember. We named the helicopter fuck, pilot. I don't yeah. even know that. His and he says David. he shows up like in uh, Tropic Thunder, like McConaughey, right. you know, and he's got his TiVo to throw down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just a man that he sees in a helicopter yeah, yeah. that's not real at all. <laughs> right. Oh, my TiVo's here. Yeah. <laughs> You guys want to watch some programs? Yeah. <laughs> I can record in a full house finally. Yeah. Whatever you want. I mean, I stopped watching TV after Full House premiered, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how it finishes. You mean 1988? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, is there more shows on now? <laughs> yeah, is it still TGIF? God, I love Friday. Uh, just keep it right here. <laughs> um, yeah, we end in Moscow. This might be like the 10th or 11th time in season 11 alone we visit moscow right. or russia in general but they were big police academy seven fans exactly mission yeah. to moscow and i mean i know i was i mean i wasn't i wasn't being i don't know provocative but i was just like uh <laughs> <laughs> provocative <laughs> but i i'm like they have this show has been known to do oddly Either straight up promotional shit like the whole Aliens and Cowboys episode, right? Which came out around that Daniel Craig movie, uh, Cowboys and uh, Aliens. Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> but uh, uh, but I'm wondering, it's like s- Trump was so in the zeitgeist from mid 2015, and then throughout his presidency, na- presidency now, and all the, and then therefore all the Putin shit was starting to be a big deal. I'm like, were they really? Getting in in Russia was I don't, I don't know I'm not being conspiratorial but it was a very weird it's a very weird connection I guess we'll see if 
it continues throughout the next few seasons as we catch yeah. up to the current time period. But um, the prime minister of of Moscow, of Ruskow, I was about to say, Moscow in December 2012 um, is on – he had just done an interview on a news channel out there, and then his mic is apparently still on, and he's talking to a production assistant or somebody on this news channel who's just this lady just kind of like – Nervously laughing the whole time, and Dolan's kind of describing this and shit mm-hmm. too. Um, but he, it's showing the clip that he's like, he's like, and there is, you know, there is a folder in a desk in this office here, and in, in the folder is labeled top secret, and in there, it is mostly on the subject of visitors from other worlds, and it's like, this seems staged. The camera is perfectly on the two people mm-hmm. and frame and everything. I'm like, and again, like China and yeah. Russia, I, I feel like, not to be. Uh, um, xenophobic but it's like I feel like you just can't trust really anything they say Mm -hmm. (laughs) anything they're putting out in the media uh, as some of the largest propaganda hubs in the world for decades and centuries you know Mm -hmm. but um, regardless they're basically saying whoa Russia admitted there's a whole secret file on aliens and and Dolan's explaining he's like when you're elected there apparently you're shown all this alien shit and whatever too so um, again obsessed with Russia this season being one of the world players in the ufology space post-USSR. They have fucking Michael Sala on again, who's the fucking crazy eyebrow guy that's one of David Wilcox's lackeys. I'm like, get this poor fucking bastard off this show. He looks like he's cattle prodded into being on the show and being on David Wilcox's fucking uh, specials and stuff. He just bums me out. I don't know, because he seems like a, a guy who was a kid that had no friends, got made fun of. Just like me and Steve until about you know high school maybe afterwards. Hmm. Um, Steve had sports, I did not. Yeah. But um, I don't know. He just is. He's just like yes, and uh, you don't understand how important it is when the Russian president says that. And I'm just like okay, like it's just yeah. very. I don't know. He's got a, a literally like a deer in headlights look the whole fucking right. time. Uh, this is where Linda Moulton Howe, love that Joker, Linda says that it couldn't be Alien's goal to take over the world because they could have just already done that like that. So there's some other plan. And then they're constantly talking about, is it sinister? Is it serving themselves or us or whatever? Um, Childa says the same thing again. He describes what alien abductions are. And then it's been happening for thousands of years. He's literally said that three times. Uh, And then in the intro to the show, he said whatever I said earlier. But uh, basically just describing what abductions are. Same with Sukalos. Uh, the drums are rising here. It's like this harrowing emotional experience they're trying to create where I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, you're talking about how traumatic it is for all these people. Mm-hmm. Why not just keep it, keep everything cool and just talk about abductions on a clinical kind of level? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the next episode, the final, the season premiere of, uh, sorry, the season, season finale, finale. Yeah. of season 11 is uh, Siva the Destroyer. Um, so the Hindu god Shiva, um, and uh, which Steva bringing it back to Final <laughs> Stevia, <laughs> yeah. bringing it back to Final Fantasy VII, Shiva is always one of those summon monsters that you can summon for oh, ice magic. There you go. She's always an I when I, I remember learning about the Hindu version of Shiva. Is it a he or she? Because I feel like well, there's Shiva and Shiva. No, <laughs> uh, Shiva is I think male or both in the Hindu religion. Because mm-hmm. I feel like has it nothing to do with feminine, ice. But then yeah. I feel like we were watching stuff. It's like, oh, it's a dude. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like uh, what's common is the purple blue skin, right? Right. Which I think Multi-arms. the Jap- I think the Japanese 
was like, oh, this is she. Like she looks like icy and blue yeah, and cool yeah, yeah. or whatever. So right. now she's always this like sexy Where I'm like, ice I don't goddess. Think that, of you know, India and ice. I mean, I guess Himalayas <laughs> or something. But yeah, it is. It's pretty warm. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to wear a lot of just wife beaters exactly. and white t-shirts and just to <laughs> show off the sweat to capture the mask from dawn to dusk. <laughs> Also, uh, where I'm going with arms? Those. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, the milk of Ganesh yeah. is the milk from my trunk. <laughs> Open <laughs> your mouth and eat up my spunk. <laughs> and I will dunk. All oh, right, this episode's all over. of my funk. Yes. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the returned. It, again, it didn't, didn't have, have enough, enough to do with people being returned. returned. <laughs> right. <laughs> almost nothing to do with yeah. it. Um, um, or had too much to do with it because, because every abduction, by its nature, has people being returned, except for very few. Yeah. So it wasn't like they had a lot of encounter stories where it was interviews with right. people. And, well, and they didn't even go to history of like, oh, and then the Aztecs would have these right. people returned, and right. the whatever had these people returned. Like, well, in Craigslist, outlaw casual encounters, exactly. so <laughs> we're never coming back from that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, join us next week, Wednesday night. I'm sure we'll be doing something, probably Closet Palace, something like that. Uh, and follow us on Twitch TV, <laughs> twitch.tv slash Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Probing Aliens, on Facebook and Instagram at Probing Ancient Aliens. Subscribe to our podcast if you're not already so you can get that automatic download, which helps our numbers. Tell your friends about the show. And if you'd like, support us on Patreon, uh, where... Not this year, but we can go to more events the more you support us here and have more content about it. But that's at patreon.com slash aliens, where for five bucks a month or more, you get two exclusive episodes of the show. Lately, been a lot more on this quarantine schedule. So, uh, other than that, we appreciate your listenage. We see you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yes. And bye. I, I see you, King. Yeah. I see you, man. I see you. <laughs> bye. Bye.